You are about to witness history in the making. Um, Happy New Year, I think. It, it feels like the year's well and truly um, into swing now. So, hi, this is Steve again from Pop Culture Gamers. It's uh, probably a, a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and welcome. And Hayden, how are you? I'm doing well, Steve. I'm doing well. So, back to it, back to the <coughs> regular recording and getting shows out. Always good. It's it's weird, though, because as I said to you just previously, that it feels like what happened at did Christmas come and go and the new year? It's just yeah. a distant memory. Yeah, it was uh, certainly something um, that was a forgettable experience, shall we say. <laughs> but hey, now we're on new hosts as well. So we're now on Anchor FM. So do we Do we have to wear like weird outfits with anchors on? <laughs> I, Same as the mayor in Jaws. Aye, aye, Captain. Anchors uh. away. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we've uh, we've moved because uh, well, there's no point in paying for hosting if you can, you know, reduce your costs. No, so, absolutely. Um, and you know, uh, well, even though we moved for some reason, we suddenly got 500 views in one day, which is uh, <coughs> was that just like listens. a? I don't get that. That's just a bit. Odd. No, I I don't because it's trailed right, you know, right down to back to normal numbers. But because we went on to Anchor FM, suddenly we had like. 500 uh, listens oh, okay which is we well, i'm not complaining <laughs> oh no not at all no so yeah it's all good so how you been what you've been up to in the last is it two weeks three i think is it really God. yeah so where we left off i think the last mm-hmm. time was i was uh while delighted with my you know custom built pc was having a few problems well those problems we're getting worse and worse, basically. The PC had never been 100% right, right from the start. Mm. Um, for a start off, the uh, XMP hadn't been enabled on it, and it was supposed to have been overclocked. Well, it, you were not going to overclock it without switching on the XMP. For those of you that don't know, uh, that's for uh, the speeding up of the memory because all DDR4 memory is you know, set baseline clock speed at uh, 1,066 and obviously, because it's double data rate, you double that. So right. that means that my memory was running at 20, just over 2,100, basically. And it was 3,200 memory. So <laughs> clearly, they hadn't overclocked it. Um, yeah. <coughs> I then started to get a problem where the computer would um, go to a black screen. Every tab was playing a game. And it would either be from immediately from the start or just you know generally at some point. But... Also, you know, the th- one thing about PCs is they always have a really, really consistent fan. The, they never stop. They're always going. The one, that, the one that's pumping out all that heat. Yeah, yeah. They, they always they always keep going, even though they might speed up and slow down, but they never yeah. stop. But what was happening was a fan was stopping and then starting, which actually, believe it or not, was actually 
quite painful to the ears when you're, a, you know, a regular PC user and you're used to the the sound and then you just hear it stop and then you mm. hear it whiz up again. It was sort of like, oh, that that doesn't feel right. And then within a, like five or ten minutes, the computer would crash. So I was, you know, and it would go to three black screens. I tried the uh, Control Alt Shift and B or whatever it is the key thing is for yeah. your graphics card drivers. That didn't work. And the only thing, I, the only way I could get any, and sometimes you could, if I had a YouTube video playing while I was playing a game, you could hear the YouTube video playing in the background still. Yeah, but it was like Windows was open. It was just that all of the curtains were drawn, as it were. Um, <laughs> so. I, I, this was going on, and I actually had eight sessions of this in an hour. And I thought, do you know what? I've paid nearly three grand for this PC. I know it seems a lot of money for something that didn't work. I know, I know. So um, I phoned up Cyber Power. They said, "Oh, it's the power supply." I said, "Really? Because it's working fine during Windows. It's only as soon as the graphics card starts to do in any work." No, no, it's definitely the power supply. I thought it's not but whatever. So they sent me another power supply. Fortunately, I had a modular power supply fit in, so it was literally unplug the plugs at the back of the power supply, undo mm. three or four screws, put it in, plug the back, screw it back in, jobs are good. And it was still doing it. <laughs> so it got to New Year's Day morning, and you know the family had gone to bed. I thought, I'm going to have a go at Cyberpunk. No, would not entertain that at all. So I uh, thought I'd try another game. No, wouldn't entertain that at all. So I thought, balls to this. So mm. it went it went back. And I said to Cyberpower, I wanted my money back. And I gave this long email uh, saying, I want, all right, I want to send this PC back. I'm not happy with it. It's less than a month old. Um, it wasn't configured right from the start. It was supposed to be overclocked. It clearly hadn't been. Here's my justification for that. I said, um, it... Uh, the wiring for the you know the extra what was it 50 quid or whatever it was for mm. you know for like this super duper wiring job <clears> that they were supposed to do with it so it looked like you know a five-year-old who was having fits had actually done the wiring because you know because it was all over the place you know like a, a, like a child trying to draw or you know just doing like their normal whizzy you know coloring in it was just, you know, it was all over the place like that. You know, there was nothing straight. You know, I don't call two, uh, you know, like polyester cable ties to be expert wiring. <laughs> yeah, that's not expert wiring at all. No. Um, that to me is trunking it around, making sure there's no wires, you know, uh, visible, all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um. And then I said, and also, it won't play what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be a game system. It's not playing games. So I said, I want my money back. So um, anyway, it's gone through processing, and I'm waiting for their bank to pay my credit card back. So in the interim, I've, I started looking around for another PC, mm-hmm. um, which obviously <clears throat> 3080s, trying to get hold of one of them, uh, they are like uh, rocking hard, you know, Rocking Horse uh, doo-doo merged with unif- Unicorn doo-doo. So all mm-hmm. I can say is, you know, how uh, how rare they are. Um, but anyway, I managed to find a couple of places to get them. So I sort of like, I, I, I put something on our Facebook group, but 
I didn't want to to do a PC. I've done 14 or 15 PCs in my time. I used to build them for people. But I haven't built a PC in, what, 10 years? Right. A lot's changed, and a lot hasn't changed. A lot's even easier than it used to be, but there's a lot that, you know, uh, I'm not all fair with. Uh, it's quite the same. And I just, I could not be bothered. And also, because of the uh, cost of what I was buying was so expensive, I didn't want to get into a point where I built a system and it was still doing the same thing as what it had done from buying it from experts who were building it. Do you know what mm. I mean? So I thought, no, I want something that's complete. So I looked all over. <clears throat> I looked at, I, I was quite thought I might have an Alienware. Everybody's, you know, raves about Alienware. So, you know, it's always supposed to be great stuff. But when I looked at it, I was like, but I can't get what I want. You know, I, I was sort of like, yeah, but, I, you know, I can have like a, a, a one terabyte SSD and a two terabyte hdd but i want mm. a four terabyte hdd i don't want a two terabyte so i'd have to replace that and i'm having to pay for it and bleh. so that and then and also it was like 31 days for delivery i thought get lost i'm not going to you so i looked at uh the box they seem to have quite some nice quite nice pcs i looked at overclockers but when i actually compared overclockers and i know that they do good pcs they are way expensive in comparison to other people. Mm. Um, and I looked at, you know, I looked at sort of like their um, sort of like um, not ready built PCs, but sort of like, you know, uh, standard sort of build ones. And they had one that was on offer, but it was an i9, but it was the 990 chips, not the, the 10. So it was like the last generation. And it was sort of like, but I don't want to be going backwards. I did toy with the idea at one point of, you know, like just going to Curry's and buying, um, you know, a 2080 Titan PC. But I thought, I don't want to go last gen on the graphics card. I want a 3080. Mm. Um, because, uh, you know, the, the 3070 and the te- uh, 2080 Titan are supposed to be more or less equal. And if you look at, uh, you know, some of the stuff online, um, in a matter of fact, the 3070 beats the Titan sometimes. So I was just sort of like, no, I don't want to do that. Looked at eBay, uh, everything was sold out. And it was sort of like, I'm never going to get another PC. And I, and I was just sort of, you know, when your your confidence is knocked and you thought, I don't want to go and respect the same PC somewhere else in case there was like a fundamental compatibility issue with like the cooler <coughs> on the on the processor mm. and the, the the case or something like that and i've never trusted iq software not not since i had an issue a compatibility issue with iq um and a keyboard that i had do you remember when uh this we we lost a, a couple of recordings of trying to do the show because the computer would just forget it was doing anything oh that's right yeah of course yeah yeah and that was because of iq software because it was incompatible with um, a model of uh, pro, uh, the the i7 that I had in my machine. Mm. So I've never trusted, you know, Corsair for stuff that much anyway, in terms of the box, even though ironically I've got a Corsair case here. Um, so in the end, I ended up going back to eBay and they were saying, oh, coming in on Monday is this <coughs> these AlphaSync PCs that they have. So I thought, well, Looking at what they're saying, they're 
AlphaSync only use branded parts. So you're not going to get, you know, like the crappy ones. You're going to get proper, you know, um, you know, proper parts. You're not going to get like, you know, a, a OEM, a, you know, a, a basic brand. You're going to get like um, ROG or something like that from Azus, which is exactly what I got. So uh, the PCI ended up getting, which I'm now using, uh, I changed the processor. I, I wasn't going to, but then I thought, no, I'm going to, going to try it. I've gone for a Ryzen 9 5900X, which is the the AMD version of the i9, but it has four more cores. Or is it, no, two more cores, sorry, on this model, because it's mm. got 12 cores, because on the, the 10850 I had, it had uh, 10 cores, so this has got 12. Uh, 32 gigabytes of Corsair, uh, Vengeance uh, RGB Pro 3600 memory. Uh, it's got uh, a one terabyte SSD M2 NVMe Seagate uh, drive and a four terabyte Seagate drive as well. Uh, it's got a gigabyte RTX uh, 3080, Corsair power supply, 850 uh, watts modular in gold. Uh, the motherboards are the Zeus ROG uh, Sticks 858, sorry, X570F uh, motherboard. It's got the Corsair Hydro H100i uh, Platinum Cooler, and it's in a, uh, so it's got Intel uh, Wi-Fi 6 and a Corsair IQ4000X RGB case with tempered glass. So mm. it looks really quite nice. Um, and it was actually cheaper than the one that I'd bought from um, CyberPower, despite being higher specced in terms of, like, you know, some of the bits, like the memory, like the, you know, the processor uh, being more powerful. So, so far, so good. Um, I haven't done much gaming on it because it arrived on, like, uh, Friday. And mm. you know what it's like. You get a new PC. It takes you three days just to, you know, get the operating system the way that you want it. So, um I've just effectively been leaving my PC on and letting it download stuff for me to try out. I did very quickly dip into Destiny, um, but I literally went to the tower and came out. And I had a quick go on Hades as well. Oh, um, yeah. But not, you know, it was like literally five minutes at like two o'clock in the morning. So I'm not going to really talk about about that this week. I'll play a bit more of it and discuss it next week. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, you know, fi hopefully... Touchwood, my you know I've got to the end of my PC problems now, um, so I'm just trying to get this machine configured up to the way that I want it. But uh, it's got load, you know. It, I mean, it's uh, it's not the presence that the last one was. The last box was huge. This is just more like a standard sort of box, mm. uh, you know, because it was like a double width box. The last one that I had. Uh, but this is like normal width. Uh, no drive bays in. Evidently, you can't get PC boxes with drive bays that also allow RGB nowadays. It seems to be a virtual impossibility. Uh, but I suppose nobody's using Blu-ray drives or DVDs. So, uh, But I do have a USB uh, Blu-ray drive anyway to plug in mm. uh, because I still do watch Blu-rays on my PC. You know, like I'm working my way through the Twilight Zone while I'm doing other stuff. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's all good. 
Um, so give it a, give it a machine a shake down as well. Let everybody know what I think of it as well. Uh, but so far, it seems to be really good. Um, I'll discuss some of the other gaming stuff I've been doing when we get to that. I've also uh, finished watching Discovery Season 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobra Kai Season 3 as well. And started watching WandaVision. Yes. yes. Have you watched that? I've watched both episodes. Yeah. I think, this, is there another one shortly as well? Well, they brought two out. I think Disney decided to release two to start with. I thought someone said they were releasing three. So then the third one might be tonight. Possibly. Yeah, I'm sure I'd read somewhere that somebody said they'd seen the first three. Mm. And I thought, I bet that that's what they're doing because one or two, you know, two came the next day, didn't it? Uh, I wasn't too sure, actually, because they're both there at the same time for me. So, oh, all right, okay. Whether I was a little bit later watching, I don't know. Yeah. And then another bit yeah. of news is I almost rented out my house, but my tenants failed the reference. Which was a bummer, because that meant I couldn't get insurance on them. I could still have had them in, but I thought, no, I need insurance on this. Your first tenant, you want to get it right anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was a a hard (laughs) call, but we ended up having to say, we're really sorry. But, you know, if if you're not passing your your references. um, And it was like a financial sort of thing. So, you know, um, they seemed all intensive purposes okay, but it just it wasn't meant to be. Hmm. So, back to the well, drawing board. Sure. House is back on a market to rent. Well, I don't know. I suppose it might be a bit harder at the moment due to um, the world, but I'm sure it doesn't take too long normally. Most places get snapped up. Yeah. <coughs> That's me. what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Hmm. Anyway, what have you been doing, Steve? Don't know, really. Not a great deal. Just busy with work and um, watching some telly. I don't, have I actually watched any new movies of late? No, I think I've watched a few old movies, but they're not even in today's show. But um, I did pick up a couple of books as well recently. All right. The paper kind, not the um, audible versions, if you know what I mean. Paper? Paper books yeah. are done on paper. They're not yeah. just recordings. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, so I picked up... You mean you uh, read a book? <laughs> yeah, that's it. actually opened it up. You didn't listen to it. You read it. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, suits you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so the first book I picked up was a B, the BFI film classic, uh, The Exodus by Mark Commode, which is obviously one of his favourite movies, um, horror movies of all time, or even his favourite movie of all time. But, uh, yeah, it's a, a lavish read on his um, his thoughts and the, the, the making and everything else regarding what The Exodus is and, and still is. Uh Loads of pic, loads of little pictures in it as well. It's not a thick book, but this is a maybe in a second or third revision of it. So uh, worth picking up if you if you if you like that. And the second book, um, a dear friend of mine, shall I say, across the pond, he just brought his second book out, and um, um, the the guy's name is Jay Blake Fashira, and the book is called "Score to Death: More Conversation with Some of Horror's Greatest Composers." And he did an original book a couple of years ago, and this is like the sequel to it. So he interviews horror composers. Uh, some of the composers have done other stuff as well. So it, there is a sort of a bit of a mixture, but some of the ones that are more well, well known for, should we say, we've got Charlie Clouser, who did stuff like Saw. We've got Richard Band, who did Reanimator. John Harrison, who did Creepshow. And we got Brad Fidel, who did Terminator. Couple of Terminator scores as well. 
mm-hmm. a few other bits and pieces. So a real this book's actually thicker than the first one. So I would just recommend this to the hill. If you love uh, movie scores, especially horror ones, mm-hmm. it's some great conversational pieces with these interviews that he's put down onto paper into yeah. this book. So this just came out recently. It's available on Amazon. I'm going to plug it a little bit because he's a good old friend of mine. He's done a few things for me. So I gladly talk about this, but I've, I've actually got a copy. So yeah, well worth a look. Mm. Um, not a lot else. Are you Some missing a bit of Toto though? Yeah, well, actually they do a little bit of it. So Arrive Today is the, I don't know if it's a remaster, but it's a, a repressing of the June soundtrack, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know very well. Mm. It sounds awesome, really does. Uh, that's from, I think, 1984, maybe now? I can't remember. Yeah, somewhere around about 84. Yeah, really good score. Also picked up the remastered 40th anniversary score of Empire Strikes Back from a certain Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. And something I've been been hovering around for, which I got about a week ago, was the second album. I've got the... On Record Store Day this year, I picked up the Tron Legacy score from Dark Bunk. Yeah. And a second album, which is a reconfigured album, which is a load of remixes from, from people that work with Dark Punk. Uh, very good bits of uh, all sorts of music on there as well. So, yeah, going into the year with, with vinyl, bigger and better again. I have, mm. I have uh, gone for this year's Waxworks subscription again this year. Right. Which amongst things will have, um, they've got a spinacher on the list this year. I don't know if you've seen those from Waxworks before. No. They have these like characters, for example, like uh, the werewolf and the original horror Dracula. Right. And they sit on the spindle of the vinyl. No, I've so not where seen those. You, so where you normally have like, you've got your weight. Yeah, you have, you that have one of these. Yeah, and they sort of spin around that. So they're going to have one of those in the subscription this year. Also, they're going to have a hoodie. There's going to be a few other scores, including a couple of special ones we don't know about. But I say this runs all year, and also we get a subscription code for twenty percent off as well. So I think I think it's well worth it from my point of view. But other than that, yeah, yeah, very cool. So uh, yeah, some movies, TV shows to talk about, some games I've revisited for new versions, and I haven't played Destiny for about a week and a half. My God, Bungie must be panicking. I know. I'm too busy grinding in something else, which I'll talk about later. It was going to be getting all of those, uh, you know, good spins on the uh, random number generation. I know, that's it. Maybe they just wait till I get back on that and probably get a better one. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, if we should move on, on to um, gaming this week. Yep. No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so any news for us, Hayden? Uh, News-wise, yes, there is a little bit of news. Uh, So Lucasfilm, or Lucas Games, um, has announced that it's making an open-world game with Mm. none other than Assassin's Creed on Ubisoft and uh, to be developed by Ubisoft Massive, who were responsible for The Division. Oh, okay. I've got a bit of news now, just remind me. So Karen talking while I type. So uh, this basically marks an end to the the evil empire of EA, sorry, I mean EA's uh, exclusivity deal with the Star Wars franchise, uh, Mm. which was announced way, way back in 2013. 
Um, now, as well as its ongoing collaborations with EA, who will still continue to make Star Wars games, Lucasfilms wants to work with other developers to bring the game uh, games to life uh, using the company's IP. Also, there is uh, they've announced that they're do, developing uh, a Indiana Jones announcement, uh, and it's from Bethesda which I think is absolutely brilliant because what it means is when Indiana Jones is visiting one of the tombs, he can get tra- uh, trapped in the scenery. <laughs> That's what I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't reading the notes because I was busy typing, but yeah, yeah I was going to continue with this because it's also, they're joining with machine games who did the Wolfenstein series for yes. us. Yes. Yes, that's right. So that will be interesting how that will work. It will be, it will be. Uh, but evidently EA, have said that they're still going to do a number of Star Wars projects and they're looking to uh, do a sequel to their very well-selling Jedi Fallen Order game as well. And I'm looking forward to that because that was a good game. Yeah, I haven't downloaded it yet. I've been tempted to, but at the moment um, other things are catching my eye, shall we say. I'm sure we'll hear about all of that in a minute when you say, get over here. (laughs) So. Okay. New releases? New releases. So we've got King Arthur's Knight's Tale on PC for the 12th of the 1st. We've got MXGP 2020 on the PS5 from the 14th. The big one, as far as I'm concerned, and I have pre-ordered the ultimate edition of this, is Mm -hmm. Hitman 3 on the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia from the 20th. And then we've got Ride 4 on the PS5 and Xbox Series X on the 21st and Gravity Heroes on the PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch on the 22nd. So which version have you gone for? I've actually gone for PlayStation. Oh, okay. And the reason why I've gone for PlayStation is twofold. So you actually get actually use the PlayStation? You're using the PlayStation more than the Xbox. <laughs> Seriously, I am. The, the only game I'm currently playing on Xbox is Assassin's Creed valhalla mm. uh whereas um i'm playing a few different games on uh the ps5 but the thing is you got because you got the well i say pc now you you got you got all three of those main consoles mm. i suppose it depends where you want to where you feel it's better for it but i would have probably would have thought hitman would have been better to be on the xbox but there you go no i decided on uh the uh, ps5 and the reason being <laughs> And uh, of of all the things is, I have a feeling that this will work its way on a Game Pass. So I went tactical and thought this feels like a Game Pass game, yeah, uh, or a or a game for gold because I think it's appeared on both of them anyway. Well, so, there was that rumours, wasn't there, that Ubisoft could be bringing their their version of their Game Pass to link with Game Pass. Well, yeah, that is the other big rumour is that that we might get those, but of course. When you talk about Hitman, uh, that's actually Square Enix. Oh, was it? I thought, it, I thought Ubisoft was sort of linked with that for some reason. No, it's, no it's Square Enix who are uh, <laughs> Hitman 3. Mm. Um, so. And evidently, that'll be the last of Hitman for a while because Square Enix are going to do a James Bond move, uh, game, that's which right, will no yeah. doubt be very much similar to Hitman 3. <laughs> I should imagine it's going to be the same engine probably. and I would have thought so. So, yeah, it'd be interesting because we haven't had a Bond game Since for the... freaking years. No, it was, uh, wasn't it a 360 game was the last uh, last Bond one? Wasn't it GoldenEye or something like that? Or... 
No, I mean, the last I actually remember playing was linked to Tomorrow Never Dies, if I remember rightly, I think. No, there was a couple of ones after that. Yeah, they don't rem- I, Well, that's the only one I really remember. Mm. Whether the ones were any good or not, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to remember what the games were. There was... Because uh, there was one where you, if you played it on a multiplayer you ended up being Bond, you know, looking like Bond on uh, on uh, that uh, round of the game. And I actually got that once. Excuse me. Um, what was it? So what are you thinking about that? Shall I do games for gold? Yeah. Might as well, shall I? So we have Little Nightmares, January the 1st to the 31st. Dead Rising from the 16th of, Jan- 16th of January to the 15th of February. We've got King of Fighters 10, 11, 13. So King of Fighters 13. That's January the 1st to the 15th. And Breakdown is January the 16th to the 31st. So, so Game Pass edition, should we say. Mm-hmm. Killer Queen Black comes on January the 5th. eFootball Pez 2021, January the 7th. Injustice 2, a very good game which I played. Well, very recommended. That's January the 7th. Neoverse, January the 14th. Torchlight 3, January the 14th. I think the rest of these are not there. So, What Remains of Edith Finch, again, is the 14th of Jan. Yik, a postmodern RPG, also 14th of Jan. Cyber Shadow, January the 26th. Medium, which I'm looking forward to on the 28th. Also, on the same date, we've got Yakuza 3, Yakuza 4, and Yakuza 5. Mm. So, interesting. PlayStation, interesting here. we got Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Greedfall, and Maneater. Yeah, do you know what? I have to admit, I played Maneater. I don't know what you complained so much about it for. Why? It wasn't bad. Well, actually, I think Shadow of the Tomb Raider is a damn fine better game than any of those two, three there anyway. Oh, I, so. I agree with that. I'm not arguing with that, but Maneater was okay. I mean, it wasn't ever going to... Um, light the world alight but uh, it was just an arcade one where you were leveled up being a shark yeah yeah you know i mean one day i might go back to it yeah because it didn't give you your money back did they no it didn't That's yeah it was just... it was that 80 hours <laughs> gameplay that you did in it that was what it was i know i know <laughs> anyway do you want to do twitch and epic uh yeah i will but just uh go back to the bond stuff the last mm. three games that we had on bond uh, the, the uh, we had Bloodstone in 2010, mm. Goldeneye 007 Reloaded in 2010, and then we had 007 Legends in 2012, and that was what I was thinking of. Yeah, it might have been Legends actually, but yeah, but not for you know nine years since a Bond game. <coughs> it's a long time. Well, Bond Bond seems to be having a bit of a bad time at the minute, shall we say? He does, but. Uh... I'll be shaking, I, don't it, I, don't, I don't know if it's in the news or not, but I've heard rumours that it's getting put back even further. Do you know, I, they should just suck it up, should just go to Apple or to Netflix and say, to all of them. Throw, money, throw money at me and we'll let you have Bond mm. for this this round. We'll, we'll take the hit. As long as they cover the costs of the movie, what does it matter? Yeah. No, I think they're putting it back again. I think I'm, I'm not 100%, but I've seen a few little re rumours of it so yeah we'll see I, I hate to say it but i think daniel craig will probably be six foot under by the time we actually get to see this movie well i'll be interested to see how the red carpet works anyway <laughs> <laughs> so with him on this zimmer frame going down yeah so to, to twitch and uh epic what we got for that so twitch we've got battlefield 3 turmoil uh sigma theory the global uh, sorry the global cold war hyperdot close to the sun and Wizard of Legend, that's on Twitch. On Epic, this is a fantastic free giveaway. 
Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition. Fan, evidently, the uh, Epic or the uh, Star Wars servers have been going absolutely bonkers with uh, people downloading this game for free because mm. it is a really good multiplayer game. But not only that, it's actually got a good single player story, if short, in it. Um, and then the other game. So that's up until the 21st. And then after the 21st or the 28th, we've got uh, Galactic Civilizations 3 free on Epic. Mm, interesting. Mm. So, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 2, I think that's the same as it is. Uh, say, is it's a, the Celebration Edition has everything, I presume, yeah? Well, I think it was all free anyway because there was all of the big, uh, you know, uh, uproar, wasn't there, about in-game purchases and pay-to-win and all of that with that game. So I can't remember what the news was exactly because they just all merged into each other. But basically, it was EA trying to stiff everybody. Everybody complained, and so they gave in. Yeah, yeah. And evidently, did you see that uh, the uh, I can't remember what his name was from uh, EA, and it was saying basically to F the players when uh, being criticised about the microtransactions. Oh, really? Yeah, someone post- posted it on um, on our Facebook group. I'm trying to remember uh, when that article was uh, was on. But, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it goes to prove the level of contempt, really, that, uh, you know, EA does actually have for its customers. Um you know, if they've got that sort of attitude. Yeah, it was EA Sports <coughs> Boss um, was the one who was uh, who was criticising it. Pete Moore. Peter Moore. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I quite liked him actually. Well, if he's got that attitude towards his customers, maybe he's. Uh, I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not EA anymore, is he? No, he's not. But he he left years ago. Mm. But he, I think he, I think he's actually. Uh, Linked to the board at Liverpool Football Club now, believe it or not. Yeah, I think he is. But, uh, but yeah, no, we don't knock EA. I'd say that now. <laughs> yeah, we do. We constantly knock EA because they hate the customers <coughs> and the treaters like rubbish. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Should we swiftly move on to gaming this week? Yeah. Shall I go first? Absolutely. Fire away, as they say. Okay. Well, um, I've not really done much PC gaming for obvious reasons as i've explained however i have been on the ps5 so um over the christmas period i completed spider-man miles morales mm-hmm. um finished the game absolutely loved it it really uh you know brought the pace up a bit with the venom superpowers and the you know the the different sort of skills that the miles uh morals uh character actually has in comparison mm. to the normal Peter Parker Spider-Man. Uh, the storyline is in keeping with the original game. I think I've said it before on the show that there is a decent enough explanation of why the normal Spider-Man isn't protecting New York. Uh, it's not as long as the full Spider-Man game, but it was a DLC on you know the PS4, which is, makes it a bit ridiculous that they did it as a full title on mm. a P- PS5, and a bit sort of insulting, really. But if you got the Ultimate Edition of Spider-Man uh, on a PS5, uh, then you also got the original remastered on a PS5 as well. But for some strange reason, if you owned the original version, you didn't get the upgrade, which I don't know what that's about, but 
I'm not going to complain personally because I did buy that version and uh, I get twice as many trophies out of the game that way. Uh, but um, I'm a probably about 74, 75% of the way through the remaster of Spider-Man uh, as well. And I'm on my way through the uh, second playthrough of uh, Miles Morales. So I've been caning it because, the well, certainly... Spider-Man Remastered is a long, long game. Really long. Uh, probably about The same as the original? Yeah, same as the original one was. But ironically, it's got one of the highest completion rates for Platinum Trophies or AAA games. Oh, really? That one I haven't completed yet, of course. <coughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think it's about 54% of people who have that have the Platinum. Except for me. <coughs> well, you're in the uh, 46%, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can beat other types of games, you know. Yeah, it's it's like uh you know, it's like what do you call it? Um <clears throat> Horizon Zero Dawn. I, th- I think that there's a, a guy called Colin and a Daxon who don't have that platinum. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mate, it's me and him both. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, it's a, fa- a fantastic game. The remastered version, uh, obviously, you know, it's got the better effects of the PS5 uh, in there, and just swinging through New York. S- sometimes you just sort of like forget and just swing through New York and just uh, swing. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, yeah. I remember on the original PS4 game on the Pro, mm. I would be playing that game, and when I came to you know, um, I'm at the southernmost tip of New York, and there was something way up to the north of New York, mm. which is you know like three or four thousand meters away. I'd be like fast travel. Now, fast travel really is fast travel in this game because it's a blink of an eye, isn't it? It is. It's a blink of an eye because you don't have the little animation. You can switch it on, but the little animation of Peter being in the uh, underground or spider-man being in the underground's just not there but what i found is i've been looking at three and a half thousand meters away oh i'll just swing there and i've just you know just enjoyed going through the city and you know occasionally seeing oh there's like a crime going on in this area i'll just go and solve that while i'm on my way Hmm. and doing all all of the little side bits because i know in order to platinum it i've got to do all the side bits anyway yeah so um all of these like little happen chances going up and down Manhattan, you know, you were you, you're gonna have to do it at some point. So I can either do it while I'm playing the game and level up as I'm playing the game, or I can, you know, go and swing around New York randomly and hoping that some of these pop when I'm uh, playing at some point. So I've just decided to play it in a slightly different way than I did the last time. But I just don't actually enjoy the the whole process of swinging through New York and you know, doing dives off the Empire State Building and all of that sort of stuff. It's just, it's great. You know, it's such no, a it's, game to play. I mean, it's that that must be, that is the impressive part of it for me. I was swinging around there. And it's the same in, you know, Miles Morales as well, um, mm. because it's obviously the same map. But um, the Miles Morales one, it's done up for being in winter. So, you know, the snow on the ground, stuff like that. The other one, the original, is, you know, more sort of, well, any other time of the year when it's not snowing. Do they have the Christmas tree up? Uh, what, in Miles Morales? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, they do. I've uh, sat underneath, where that Christmas tree sits, I've sat underneath a cocktail. 
I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's an ice rink. That's an ice rink at Christmas. Yeah, and it, there's some uh, in in the, the Miles one. There's some uh, nice <clears throat> homages uh, to uh, you know Black Panther. Mm. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman, um, because they've renamed a couple of streets to you know be uh, you know to 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 show support for him. Oh, okay. Um, and I've also got all of the Black Lives Matter sort of stuff as well. Mm, okay. Um, which, you know, we understand the sentiment, but we're not going to get into that whole debate of it sh- should be something different. Um, but it's just such a fantastic, fantastic, uh, you know, experience is that whole swinging through New York, you know, just picking up the odd crime, all of that kind of thing. Um and I've enjoyed both stories and like playing going back to the original again, mm. uh the difference in the combat, picking it all up again, you know, f- figuring out a different strategy in terms of uh fighting bad guys and stuff like that. And one thing on the Miles one, what I really loved was um you could get if you got the into the Spider-Verse uh costume, then that animation was different. So it matched the animated style of the movie rather than okay. the game. So yeah. what basically what that means is it was a two-for-one framework. So they only animated half of the frames that they did for all of the other models. So, you know, it's deliberately jerky. So it lo- it plays, you know, the character in that suit plays like the way it looked on the movie, which I thought oh, I was, a, was a neat touch. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, the amount of costumes that there is for Spider-Man, and some of them I've never seen before. And then you've yeah. got the uh, Far From Home movie variants and stuff like that, or the Infinity War with the Iron Spider uh, suit. Yeah. You know, it's all, go- it's all uh, good stuff. If you're a Spider-Man fan, mm. both games are ones you want to be getting on your PS5. Yeah. Or your, well, or your I mean, PS4, are, for that matter. I think, have they released it ready for the PS4? So, so both are released on both consoles. Oh, okay. So it'd be well worth, you know, I, I, I really hope they do more of these because they're, they're just great. You know, it would be fantastic to, uh, you know, to have, well, to be able to have your choice of which Spider-Man you would like to actually complete a different campaign with. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be quite good. So, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and both characters are likeable. And, you know, the, the the sort of like beat of the of the game in terms of like the drama is very much like the beat of the Tobey Maguire kind of movies. Mm. If you know what I mean. So and that, that although I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man, for me, my Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire. If you get what I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, they were the that was the first reboot we had, yeah, which we all loved. I mean, you know, I think the first two films at least were the were the, were the best out of the three. And in, interestingly enough, I don't know whether or not you've heard the rumours, but I know yes, it's true as well. Yeah, yeah, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland in a multiverse mashup, and also the I forgot what his name is who but who played Doc Ock on uh, the Spider-Man yeah. movie, he's coming back to play Doc Ock again. Yeah, he was in Indiana Jones originally. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's weird how they were doing that because we got the... I mean, this is more movie talk than anything else, but uh, obviously the DC universe are going to have all different Batmans together in the in that as well. Like, we're going to have Michael Keaton 
and the others all joining together. So it's going to be a bit, bit weird for that point of view. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be good fun, but uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. God knows when these sort of movies will be filmed, but... Uh, well, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the government, our government, is on about having everybody uh, vaccinated by summer, aren't they? Or end of summer. Mm. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> I think that that'll be the first injection. I don't think it'll be both. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I reckon it... I, I, I think... Even if the government keeps up the rate that they're going, you're probably looking at sort of like February time next year before everybody's mm. inoculated. With my both. wife said her jab last last weekend, so yeah. Well, my my wife's got uh, a bit of a debate going on with us because she reckons that I'll go first because you know I'm sort of like pre-diabetic, mm. and I said no, you'll go first because you're over fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've sort of like got a but, thing of there's going, a box of test kits in the kitchen and um maybe that's to test herself all every now and then. Yeah. And she did one again today, so she's all clear. So oh, that's good. That's good. But, uh, anyway, what else have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So right. uh, how are you getting on with that? Because do you come away from it sort of bit for a while or Yeah, I mean I have to admit, this is kind of what I do with Assassin's Creed games. I, I go, you know, it, it was only Odyssey that has ever, and the original one, actually. That held your attention more, didn't it? Yeah, I loved Odyssey, absolutely loved it. Um, I, I was sort of like, Origins um, was a bit on and off with it, uh, but I still loved it. And Valhalla's pretty much the same as well. So uh, they had their Yuletide Christmas event for the first season, and that was a bit... Yeah, do you know what I mean? You could get a special axe and a special shield and stuff like that. And I think I got two or three of them, but I couldn't be bothered to do everything that was in there. So um, I just sort of like followed my own path and just carried on kind of playing a lot of the stuff that I was already doing in terms of the uh, story. Mm. So I got up to this bit in the story where um, this sort of like, for want of a better word, witch doctor, whatever she is, um, comes to your camp or to your, you know, to your settlement and you build her a house and then you go on a vision quest and you go to Asgard and you're, uh, you know, one of the characters in Asgard and it's a whole new area. I mean, it's not... Sorry, I keep thinking Thor here, but sorry, I shouldn't No, Thor that, is but... in it. Thor is oh, in is it. Oh, is Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but uh, Andy has his lightning and his hammer and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, so, you know, so there's all... All of uh, all of that going on. I think I think you're supposed to be Odin, um, although you, I think you're called something different when you're actually in that part of the level. Mm. <coughs> and Loki's there, and all of that sort of stuff. And um, anyway, this Hades is a complete whole new area that is only accessible by going through a vision quest, and you can come out of it and go <laughs> back in it. So, uh, but. As with the rest of the game, there's all of these collectibles in the area and mm. there's all of, you know, there's like little side questy sort of things. So I decided, well, I'm going to complete uh, Asgard before I go back. And the problem was, and this is, I think, is what the problem is with this game, is levelling up is tremendously slow, or I'm finding it to be tremendously slow. Mm. Um, and when you're, you know... Areas open up where you're massively underpowered. So Asgard opened up, and you were supposed to be level ninety. Well, did we have this in the in the other part of the game as well? Same sort of issues. Yeah. Well, I was level sixty in Asgard, yeah. but 
you know, unlike Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where if you were, you know, if you remember Assassin's Creed Odyssey, if you were level one and you went up to a level two uh, bad guy, they would take you down to Chinatown. Mm. You know, <laughs> there would be there'd be no messing about. You would be pretty much stuffed unless you were a really good player with it. Um, on this one, it's not quite the same. You know, there is the struggle, but you can, you know, get yourself back. And I was playing this, and it, it was uh, it was a struggle in parts, but not that much of a struggle. But when you got to the last boss, which was, uh, well, I'm not going to say what it was, uh, that ended that vision quest, or at least that story arc in the vision quest, mm. that was a tough boss. That was a tough boss. And I'd done everything all over Asgard, there was only that one thing left, and I was about 10 levels below it. Could I hellers like get that thing? I could get it every time I would get it to, um, like within a sliver of it going down. And this is after about 14, 15 attempts on him, to a sliver of him going down permanently. And then he'd do an attack that just wiped me out because there was no way I could block against it or anything. You know, it was just sort of like shooting you up in the air. But because there's a stamina option in this game where, you know, if you do like a roll or whatever it, it, or a dodge, it cuts down on your stamina. He does this mm. thing, bang, 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 four times very quickly. And you can dodge three of them, but you can't dodge the fourth one because your stamina's run out. So <clears> he was constantly getting me and it was frustrating the hell out of me. So I came out of the vision quest, did the 10 levels, got to the level, same level as him. And I went back in and did it on my first go. But, um, so, but I'd almost, you know, I'd done everything else, all of the big battles and, you know, all of the other, like there's a, a wolf that you've got to fight. That was tough, but it wasn't insurmountable. But this guy was insurmountable just because of his final attack when you got him down to near death. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd done that, got got through that. And I'm not kidding, that must, that area, that one little area, I say little, it would have taken you probably about 20 minutes to run across it. Um, that one area was, uh, took me about 10 or 15 hours. Okay. That was one part, you know, it's... It's not. It was about probably about the size of a county in England, mm. um, and that's only the first vision quest. I've now got onto the second vision quest, and these enemies are even harder to beat. <laughs> um, but you know, and certainly at the level that I'm at, because I'm massively underpowered. But what I'm finding is um, a lot of the raids that you have to go on to. Um, I've now raided everywhere that's with, roughly within my power level been you know going up to about 30 or 40 above and everything else is like um you know 180 or something like that way 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 further away than i am but i need to upgrade to progress i need to sort of upgrade my village but i can't upgrade my village because i can't go on raids but because i can't go on raids to upgrade my village i can't power up properly so it's just it's just a bit frustrating um and that's probably the thing that's turning me off it the most. I'm probably doing something wrong um, because obviously this is a slight change in mechanics than what they've done because they've linked in like the uh, the uh, community building bit like they had on uh, Assassin's Creed 3 and 2 in with this one. Uh, but I mean, I'm still enjoying the game. It's a, you know, it's a great story. It's 
great fun to play, but it is, I feel it's a lot more repetitive than, say, like Spider-Man is. Just due to the mechanics of the fighting problem, isn't it? Uh, well, the fighting's slower for a start off because Spider-Man, you know, your you, quick reaction times on the fighting, you've... It's uh, it's a, uh, in comparison, it feels a lot more stayed, you know, stayed. Uh, mm. It just doesn't feel like there's that sort of like swiftness in the combat because you're dealing with heavy weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I just it's it hasn't got me as much as the Spider-Man uh, games did. All the previous Creed. Oh, still complete it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just keep chipping away at it because it's not a great deal still to come out for a while. I know we've got Hitman Three coming later, but um, well, this week is it this week? Is it okay? Yeah, it's it's three days time. But then, if you get back into the swing of things, you playing two or three games at once, you know that won't make any odds anyway, will it? Yeah. Well, I must admit, because also because of my PC and everything else, I have been going through a bit of a gaming funk. So I've been a bit, can't be bothered. And I've been watching a lot more. So, you know, I watched, I don't know if you watched Staged. No. That's really good. That's David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Oh, yes. I know the one you're about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of those, seasons one and two. And yeah. uh, I've watched loads of other other TV shows. I'm not going to talk mm. about all of those this this week. No, well, yeah. I mean, I've been too busy watching one season series, let alone... Um, you know, putting yeah. more into it due to the the, the content and and uh, amount of seasons. But yeah, yeah, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so cool. So yeah, but I must admit, I preferred Odyssey to Valhalla. Mm. Um, but it's still a good game. It's, it's just it doesn't have the allure that the other one did to me. But I that was my second favorite one in the entire franchise. Mm. So anyway, what about you? What have you been doing? <laughs> Okay, excuse me. Well, I'm yawning away here. It's getting warm in this room. Um, so, been playing FIFA a lot. Not been playing Destiny. Uh, I did play Destiny that week ago, I think, just to do the Iron Banner. Yeah, you, you do know that shares in uh, Bungie went down by 50% because you weren't playing Destiny. I know, I know. It's, it's tough at the top, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, no, also these other reasons why I've been playing it, but I'll go to them in a minute. So the reason is I've been grinding in FIFA. Now, because I like playing the FIFA Ultimate Team, what you can, what you do is that you actually can grind in this. And each the same way like Destiny has a reset week, yeah. so does FIFA for... Something trying to talk to me? Sorry, I think, I think Google thinks I'm talking. Sorry. Um, so what you're doing, when you're playing, when you're doing squad battles where I'm using my ultimate team that I put together with the car packs. Mm-hmm. You earn XP and you level up and you continue through the week. So it starts off at the bottom with bronze and silver and so on and so forth as, as you level up. And I've got to, I've gone past bronze, silver, gold. Now I'm up to elite three. So that's with all the XP. Now the reset is, is probably late at midnight tonight. And we'll get on to that in a minute. So basically what I will learn out of that is I'll get one mega, mega pack of, of, of uh, car pack plus two premier, uh, premium gold player packs as well and 12,000 coins. So the coins are used towards buying players on the transfer market and the packs you open, obviously you get more players to your team as well and hopefully some good ones. So is that something so, that they give you every time or is that something you pay for? No, you get it every time. Right. So there's always different ways to earn packs as much as, as you know, FIFA coins uh, are a bit of a mad thing that a lot of people just like to spend money on. 
rightly or wrongly, people do. So and you don't. Sorry, just because this is a world that I am, I don't go into, so I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, so you, you get those free. Do they are they actually really valuable? In terms of, do they give you anything good, or is it normally just real rubbish? Well, no, because you within the packs they will say whether they'll give you like gold rare players and stuff like that. Yeah. And there'll be certain ones. There are other cards you can purchase or to go for within within Ultimate Team where you have to do. I'm going to call them quests. Actually, probably the, that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. You might have four quests to do for a certain player, which has got a very high value, as in he's like say 85 to 90 in his stats. Yeah. And what you would do is you would have like four quests. Those quests are you would use players. You would have to build a squad to set certain parameters once you do you submit that and then you move on to the next one and the next one and the next one as soon as you've completed your four quests you will get that one card who you will put into your team okay so there's all these sort of ways this all works this is why i like it so much because i know you can spend money on card packs by buying the um the coins and you i mean you see them in supermarkets all the time when your little cards you know the the ones you you know when you by the codes and stuff like that. I have to admit, I've it, never seen them. Yeah, they are there. Believe me or not, you might not notice them, but you see the FIFA card sitting in the corner. But I've got three hundred. I got about. I looked recently. I've got about three hundred players in my in my club. And so they only pretty, last for so long, don't they? Well, the longest last you play the game. Right. Now, obviously, each game comes out each year. People will move on to the next one. Okay. So therefore, those players will be locked into that game, and you start all over again. Right. So, but that's just. It's like anything, it's like destiny that you lose all your weapons in a big, big heave over that game and you start from scratch. But yeah, is, no, I really, I really enjoy it. Is it like destiny in the, if you can't go and see Zer on a weekend and you miss him, that's it until the next week? Or do they well, no. stack so that if you, if say if you don't log in for a month because you're in hospital with COVID, you'll go back and then all of these packs that you would have got every week still sat there? No, well... If you're levelling up each week with the XP, you've got to level up to do it in the first place. All right, okay. So when Sunday kicks over into Monday, you have another week to start all over again. Okay. The only thing that will continue moving forward within that is the seasons, the same way we have seasons in Fortnite, we have that in uh, Destiny. They have a se- We're on season three within FIFA on the ultimate team what that does is you start from you go from the first one to the last prize and as you carry on collecting xp you at a certain point each time you'll pick up packs certain sort of cards coins and everything else and then you get some there's a couple there where you get players as well which are very highly ranked which you can use and they're not tradable they're untradable shall i say mm-hmm. that you put into your squad so there's always little incentives and in how this all the mechanics of this game works but uh I just really like it because I can play it single player mm. and get on with it. I could actually, if anyone's got a FIFA Ultimate Team would like to play a friendly or two with me, you're welcome to because you can earn cards and coins and stuff like that out of that as well. So I like it. It's, it's all right. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Some people like just like to play the uh, the standard part of FIFA. Some years FIFA really grabs you like this year. And in other years, you don't seem to be bothered about it. Well, no, I think it's more with the football side because it's been a bit difficult with the football. Mm. And this, some of these mechanics weren't in the last games. Right. Now, I haven't played it for probably, I haven't played FIFA for about two years. 
the last time I played it, but there are a lot of differences within the game. So, and I think it works well. I quite like it. it. You know, I'm that, guaranteed. Is that differences playing the game as in when you're on the pitch? No, that is exactly the same. Although there are other modes where you can play different versions of the football game, which is time got time stamps on how you play the game. And yeah, there's some weird and wonderful games you can play within football as it stands. What, like five side and that sort of stuff? Oh, there's some weird stuff in there. I think like uh, short, you know, every time limit goes on, you get, if you get one goal, it gives you two. When you score, it might take one away. Or, do you know what I mean? There's all these sort of silly little games right, okay. that, you can, that you can play. But basically, football is football within Ultimate Team. But it's all about picking up them putt packs as I used to as a kid at school. Mm. with the chewing gum and everything else and used to trade them it's exactly the same sort of thing but right. you know to the point of you can buy I say you can buy the the FIFA coins should I say I'll call them coins they're not actually coins but you can buy that and you can use that to spend in the transfer market mm-hmm. or you can also use that to buy other packs to hopefully get something more favoritism to what you're after for what players you want to play you know right okay yeah I see what you so, mean but yeah no it's, it's all right um a game I haven't really dived into yet, although I have picked up, is Mortal Kombat 11. I, now, saw, I saw you uh, downloading it, and you were downloading it like 10 megabits per second, and you had like yeah, 40 was, gigs. But actually, it did, pick, it did pick up, actually. It did mm. pick up, but it, it was. I, I just left it to the next day anyway. That was fine. But I've got the, uh, what you would call it, is the Ultimate Edition. Mm-hmm. So in, within that, you'll get... Two, two bits of DLC, which has got a continuation more for the story side of things. Also, I've got Robocop, Rambo, and Terminator in it as well, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, that's cool. And Rambo actually sounds like Rambo, and actually Terminator sounds like the Terminator. So they've got some goods. And apparently the Robocop one is actually Paul Weller's voice for that one. Cool. So, yeah, it, it, it looks gorgeous. You know what they've done with the Series X with these upgrades. Mm. it's just eye-popping to be honest but uh but yeah no i'll um i've got to dive into that at some point i've just been playing around with it a little bit beefs took a lot of my time up at the moment mm. but also another game's taken my time up on the playstation 4 <gasps> i know you've gone I've been, blue <laughs> i went i've gone blue but the thing is i've done about 20 hours into persona 5 royal god how can you play 20 hours of that game <laughs> but i've only <laughs> i've only completed the first castle and people that have played this game originally will know exactly what I'm talking about. But obviously this game again is slightly different to the original. We've got some more characters involved in the game. There's some tweaks to the mechanics. Also, there is an extra semester of school that you can go and do as well. I know that this game's not for everybody, but the last thing I'd want in this game is more of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I like, I do like it. I think it's and, a very niche sort of game. Oh, God, yeah. Very, very niche. And Japanese RPGs at the best of time can be like that. Mm. But, yeah, I just started playing the game and got sucked right into it again. You know, it's uh, there are some there are some, other, some noticeable t- tweaks with where you can go to, to visit in between school and sleep mm. to build up your character because, obviously, you can sort of have romances, shall we say, to a certain degree. Yeah, and these these will eventually put an outline to the end story as mm. where it finishes. But uh, and then there's a new game plus, obviously, as well on top of that. Yeah, 
but yeah, I just been knee deep in that. I was I just was caning the first the uh, the first castle, and I was actually staying longer in the castle mm. and not having too many game saves where I was coming out into school and in the school arena. But yeah, love it. I think it's I re- a br- read somewhere that if you want to complete that game one hundred percent, it takes about four hundred hours. I don't think. I, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult because there's one thing you can do if you romance more than one or two two girls. Yeah, that will be to the detriment at the end of the story. <laughs> I'm mm. not going to say what happens, but it, I've done that myself when I first played it in in Persona, in Persona Five. Because there's it, several endings to this story as well. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. And uh, also now I'm playing it again. I'm getting double the achievements. So there you go. So. Yeah, because you've got the the uh, Royale version, haven't you? Rather than uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. No, I did complete Persona Five in about hundred hours, mm-hmm. but uh, it'd probably be very similar. It might actually be a bit speed and quicker because I know what what to do, and I'm a bit more with it from from the first time round mm. uh, for the mechanics and how to how to get your best out of your time out of school as well. If you know what I mean, because. Obviously, you you go to you can go to work in this game. You go to school, and then at the weekends you can go and use your time. But you've used it a bit more sparingly for what you want to do. Mm. And when you're at school and you're in the castles fighting, fighting during that, if you the quicker you do that, the more time you're going to have left to do other stuff within the multiverse and stuff like that that's involved in this game, where yeah. you can go to 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 fight other characters to uh, to get more. Um, more bits and bobs out of it but yeah glad this was really dirt cheap for me because i've always been wanting to pick it up and also i noticed on zarin i think it's now sold out but i pre-ordered the four album vinyl version of this soundtrack which i've been on the hunt for a while now they've actually repressed it mm-hmm. and that'll be coming out in june so and it's already sold out so yeah i look forward to seeing that come out in the post cool very good so yeah i think that's about about it for me don't think anything else I've been thinking about really. Just looked at a couple of other games. I'm obviously waiting for the medium to come out. That'd be my next thing to dive into that give me a little bit of a diversion. Yeah. I'd heard it was Should very be. average. Was it? Is they starting to get some no, the medium, feedback? The medium was yeah. very average. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I missed that one. Yeah. Anyway, shall we change our um pace and go to movies, TVs and streaming? Yep. In quest of a better life. Okay, so no cinema releases because there's no cinemas open at the moment. Not a lot of news that I can think of. I must admit, there's a few birthdays that have popped up. Uh, there, there is uh, a bit of news about Indiana Jones, though. Go on then, far away. Well, the rumour about Chris Pratt. Yes, I posted it, didn't I? Yeah. <clears throat> now, I think that's to follow after this. Mm. Now, if they, I, I say, we've done this with Bond franchise and they would do this with all sorts of other franchises. I think he would be someone to take over that pretty good. I think he's that's brought mm. up his straight. Yeah. I, I mean, he uh, nicely slotted into, you know, the Jurassic Park sort of role, didn't he? Yeah. He made yeah. it his own. I, I think he'd be fine as uh, Indiana Jones, personally. Mm. And if it means we get more more of those sort of uh, sort of flicks, I'd be, I'm up for it. Mm. Interestingly enough, the, the the 4K box sets being released middle of next middle of this year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I should look forward to that one coming out. Mm. Be a good one to have. Oh, it will be. Yes, absolutely. I've seen the box art cover for it as well. 
Yeah. Very, I wonder if nice. I wonder if uh, they will tie in Chris Pratt being uh, Indiana Jones with a video game as well. Well, whether or not they how they whatever they do with Bethesda's version, I don't know. But uh, it's more of a rumor at the minute. Mm. But you know, I, I think rumors gather pace. Sometimes the, the studios look at it and think that it might be a good idea. So uh, who knows, really? Yeah. So yeah, but I don't think there's any. Just off the top of my head, yeah, so there's a couple of birthdays. So yesterday was John Carpenter's birthday, and he's 73. Mm-hmm. Today is James Jill, James Jill, James, can't say it now, James, James L. L. Jones's Jones. birthday. He's 90 today. Yeah, and he's still so, on Coming to America too. Yeah, well, you know um, you know the other guy in it uh, that plays, that looks after the, the, the McDonald's, I think his real name Steve Amos. Yeah. Who does it? He's eighty-one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that I mean that. that what, did we mention that trailer? We spoke about this. I, th- I think I think we did. We didn't talk much yeah. about it though. Um, I mean, personally, this after seeing that trailer, I have trepidation and dread about this now. Well, but it looked like the original, didn't it? To be honest, it yeah, it did. But I I'm just it, it worries the hell out of me. Does this movie? Hmm. Because I know, I know, because we discussed this before regarding, yeah. obviously, with uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, because that that was oh, that was a, a train wreck of epic proportions. Was Bill and Ted three? Mm. But you liked it. Yeah, I, I did. I've got a. There are parts which I think, yeah, maybe, uh, but no, I, I there's a soft spot for it. Even though I suppose the problem is, is when you've got aged character, aged actors playing these younger characters, but as an age, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think it worked. There was no character growth for them. But also their daughters, uh, particularly Ted's daughter, I found to be really annoying. <coughs> yeah. I mean, obnoxiously annoying characters. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Uh, oh, no. It was just... They, they hit lightning in the bottle twice. You know, they got lightning in the bottle twice. They certainly didn't get it th- mm. the third time. It blew up the jar. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, you know, mm. it's, it, again, say this is the thing now, isn't it? We're going to be getting all these movies on, you know, we might not, I suppose we might not got to see these at the cinema at the time. We might just watch them straight on, on Blu-ray DVD, but uh, yeah. You know, I mean, Wonder Woman is now on Sky, by the way, Sky on Sky Store. Yes, I know. Have you seen it? Did we talk about it? Well, yes, why we not? Did. No, we, we didn't. Did. T- did we? I don't think we did. Was that the failed show? Do you remember? Might have been. Might have been. Because there's a show that doesn't exist. Yeah, because it, the recorded didn't work. <laughs> um, should we talk about that one? Because we, we did. We've both seen that. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly for enjoyed what, it. For, for what it was... Yeah. I enjoyed it. There are a few queries regarding the film, which I don't think I want to talk about because people, not many people might not have seen it yet. I, I think for me, they brought Steve, as in Chris Pine's character, back in a way that was in keeping with the story because okay. of what was going on with the story. Yeah, you're following me. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was the stories about people getting the deepest desires but as they say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Um, and I have to admit, Nathan Fallon looked nothing like Nathan Fallon. Which character was he again? He was the he was the guy who was uh, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. He, didn't he, he really he looked nothing like himself. You don't like him from Buffy or from Firefly. No. Um, 
he, he, he looked slightly odd, really. Um, <laughs> but it was it was an enjoyable romp, but it wasn't to the same standard as no. I mean, there are some what's the word anomalies in this movie mm. because this is obviously this part of the timeline is before Justice League. And obviously Wonder Woman was, was a bit on the quiet still then, but she yeah. was obviously swinging around saving people in, yeah. in a shopping mall. You know, I know she got rid of the cameras by taking her headband off and using it like a boomerang. Yeah. But people saw Wonder Woman. So she's obviously... But then again, Bruce must- Wayne had shots of Wonder Woman though, throughout the history, didn't he? So it might have been from the 80s as well. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, there was a nice... I mean, there was a fa- there was a fan service at the end. Mm. And the bit that Graham Norton spoiled on on this show when Gal Gadot said, she said, you can't say that, that's a big spoiler. That, what he's talking about in that, regarding what, what they were doing in the middle of the movie. I can't remember what that was, but never mind. I've seen the movie anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's uh, how they get from A to B. Anyway. Oh, oh right, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, because that, I mean, they had that in the original TV show, didn't they? So. Yeah, they did. Being cryptic here, but but yeah, no, I it's 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 a it's a it's a good fun movie. There's actually there's a few more anomalies which are you know I'm not going to talk about now because they it's available for everyone now to sit and rent it. I would rent it just for sheer hell of it. Yeah, it's 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 an enjoyable rob. Yeah, yeah. And right now, I think we need those sort of films to be honest. Yeah, just disengage your brain, just go along with it. It takes you somewhere. Enjoy enjoy your trip because you certainly ain't going abroad. No. Exactly. Mm. But uh, anyway, should we uh, go through the DVD Blu-ray releases? Because there's quite a few there. Uh, there is. Not that many that are super interesting, though. Interesting. So, okay, do you want to show, do you want to do one half? <clears throat> do you want to do... I'll do a Blu-ray, shall I? And then, uh, so we've got 4th of January uh, was The New Mutants, which I still haven't seen, and Total Recall. Um, on the 11th, we had Riviera Season 3 and Titans Season 2. Titans was quite a good show. Um, that was on Netflix as well. Uh, January 18th, we've got 2012 on 4K Blu-ray and The Karate Kid 1-4 to on Blu-ray. And those are the ones I picked out of that. The rest of them were a bit lacklustre. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a good old classic African queen there. Yeah. But um, I don't think that it's a great deal no. out. Now, I did pick up Cliffhanger with, with uh, Sylvester Stallone, which I haven't watched yet. Yeah. I bought the 4K And ironically, it doesn't end in one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good, it's a good film, actually. It's a pretty good movie. I like yeah. that. Um, Sylvester Stallone achieves new heights. He does, yeah. All the way down to the bottom. And actually, just funny, just, just talking in general here, Apparently, I'd, something I said, I mean, we're just doing this off the cuff here. The HBO version of Justice League, which Zack Snyder is obviously involved in. Yeah, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, they have now said that just shortly after the release of that, it would be going to Blu-ray. Not far so, Blu-ray. Well, they didn't say, but I'm assuming that would hopefully be that as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm so looking forward to that. It's a little while, a little while off yet, but uh, yeah, it'd be great to see that. Yeah, get this. I don't get this, right? Uh, Picard season one mm. gets released at the end of this month on Blu ray in right. the UK. It's also getting a 4K Blu ray in America. 
come on, get over here. So you would say in well, Mortal Kombat. To be honest, to be honest, though, if you go for it yeah. in the States, it's region free anyway. Yeah, I know. But the point is, you know, it's Amazon selling something, but you can't get well, the 4K version well, in it. the UK. Well, well, that's the same with Mad Max. The original Mad Max movie so is just... on 4K in the States, but I can't find it over here. Yeah, I know, it's stupid. I've done a Google and it says, sorry, computer says no, but uh, hey-ho, it's <laughs> mm. one of those things. Anyway, so Blu-ray DVD chart for what it's worth. So from four down to five, we've got Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, we have Blackout at four, Invasion Earth. At three, we've got the Harry Potter complete collection. From one to two, we've got Te- Tenant, which I still haven't seen yet. And in it one, we have the new mutants. So, yeah. Yeah, I have seen Tenet. Was it good? Uh, How many times do you need to see it? Because I think it's one of those films that you can't watch more than once. Probably two or three, I would say, to properly understand the story. Mm. I kind of watched it and thought, meh. It was... Did you like the Inception? So, similar sort of thing. I thought Inception was a better movie. Yeah. Um, But Tenet, I don't know, just... There was just something about it. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. The I'm not. I'm not going to disc- try and describe the story to you because I don't want to ruin it. No. But I I feel that even after an hour, you don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah, it it doesn't explain itself <clears throat> well. Mm. Um, no, I have in, heard in that. the whole in the whole movie, and I and I think that it's more the worse for it. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. I had a theory. About what was working, what how things were, and I was mm. correct, but it wasn't. It was more because of being able to sit and read a movie rather than what was going on in the movie that explained what was going on. Mm. And it's all about a backward pincer movement, basically. <laughs> Anyhow, so, yeah. So, what have you been watching? So, what have I been watching? Well, I'm going to start off with uh, Star Trek. Discovery season three. No spoilers. Be careful what you say. I'm not listening. Yeah. Remember. Are you actually watching it now? No, because I've been watching something else. The season's over. God, man. That's fine. So anyway, um, so Discovery, where are you in Discovery? What episode are you up to? I haven't, I haven't got any further from where I was last time anyway, but. So you're on about episode two or three? <sighs> I don't know. Have you heard, you've and, heard of the burn? Yes, that's about it. Right. But anyway, so, so did you enjoy it? Was you was it up to your was it up to your standard? I I think were you disappointed? No, I wasn't I'm not reading dis- the notes. I'm not reading the notes. I don't want to read the notes. But right, what I'm going to say is, I think first off, I think it's very very obvious when you watch the fight finale that they were expecting it to be the finale of the entire show because everything is neatly put in line. Right. And it's a good Fair. ending. It's a good ending. Don't get me wrong. So everything's everything's sort of now back to as it should be, theoretically. Well, yes, but in the future. Yeah. Yeah? Because it was always going to be a one-way trip for them. Mm. So they're not coming back. Yeah. But... They're... So is this, is this the end of Discovery? No, because the the shooting season far. Okay, but I nothing, but, nothing but there like were stories. Nothing, nothing like flogging a dead horse, is there? It's not flogged though. Um, <laughs> I think the the thing is is that the the problem with Discovery, I think, was where they placed it and what they did with Michael Burnham, being Spock's unknown of unheard of sister mm. 
or you know adopted sister and i think what happened was in season one that sort of suffocated the show i think in season two and, and, and don't get me wrong they picked it up fantastically you know um jason isaacs as locker the whole mirror yeah that universe. was all pretty cool I, I enjoyed that oh i mean that thing as soon as that started to to go on i had a I, my top of my head nearly fell off because i had such a massive smile on my face because i love the mirror universe in star trek season two anton mount as pike he just took that show away that he just made it his own you know and, and season two was great there was a really good story i know that you didn't like it but where they went uh back to tantive for and uh, you know, the whole going back to the episode of the cave that was, I don't care if it was fan service, I freaking lapped that up. I was like, give me seconds, give me thirds. Do you know what I mean? I mm. loved I loved that. I know you didn't like that, but I loved that. And how they ended it, it was superb. I think that the problem was, is that they needed to in season three, I think the whole thing was strong apart from one thing. And unfortunately, that one thing was the big question of why did the burn happen? Because it was a bit, really? But other than that, it was fantastic. You know, it was a good show. I really enjoyed the show. It was just, I was just a bit, I would have rather have had it a bit more um, something judged up than, than what what it ended up being because it, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. No. Uh, but other than, other than that, uh, you know, there were some great moments in the show. Um, you know, I love uh, the, you know, the 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 Doctor uh, in it. He's really good. Um, I thought Doug Jones as Saru, as Captain, worked really well, you know. Um, I think that um, when they find the Federation and the Admiral, that's there. He's really good. I, I, I really related to him uh, as well. And I like the story, uh, you know, the, 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 the other parts of the ongoing story over the arc about, you know, the bad guys, who they are, because I'm not trying to not spoil it for you too much here, Steve. Mm. Um, and it, it's just, you know, there, there was so much to like about it and it got such good character depth. And then they brought in book, who is a new character in the show. And he just felt like he'd been there since day one. You know, he felt like part of the crew immediately, more or less. And mm. it was just so good, apart from one or two little niggles, which, you know, you know I'm a Star Trek fan. And I'm professional at niggling on Star Trek. But I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed it as a show. <coughs> and I'm glad that they're doing this a fourth season because I think that for season one and two, while they did really good stuff in those shows, they were suffocated by the timeline that they were in. They're now in a different timeline. They don't have to conform to any other Star Trek. This is new. And I think that that's so good. And I'm not kidding you. The episode with Michelle Yeoh, and you will know that episode when you're in it. Mm. Oh, my God, that was good. And it was one of those bits of when it happened, I went, I knew it. And I was so satisfied by it. And again, it was fan service. So I really enjoyed the whole thing. So comparing to that, I mean, I'm still looking forward to the new series, if anything, you know. Strange New Worlds and the Michelle yeah. Yeoh's uh, Section 31 one, because that episode set up that. Mm. 
than what I'm on about, and I'm not going to be any more than that because I'm not going to. Sp- I don't. I want. I really want you to see no. that episode. But I think. I think Strange New World will be interesting <coughs> because I think it's going to link to the original show to a certain degree. It is, but Anton Mount is such a strong captain as well. Yeah, but I think we're going to see something in between the timeline. So mm. who knows? But yeah, it's... well, Picard season two. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Come on. I was actually, I sat and, what did I, I actually sit and watch a little bit. I started watching Star Trek First Contact, right? Yeah. And my missus, she, she squinted when the, uh, in the dream sequence where you got that drill going towards his eye. Yeah. But when I was watching that sequence where you got the attack the ball, that's fantastic. They got one, sorry. When they have this the sequence where they're all battling against the Borg. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic, that scene. And, you know, it's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And that's what I used to love about Star Trek. But it's not like that anymore. It's not. But, well, um, I don't know. I don't know. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, there is. <laughs> I mean, Picard there was brilliant in that. And when I, I know I haven't seen the rest of the other show yet. And you might prove me wrong by saying, but, you know. But it's, you know, again, it's bringing up old old people to do new old stuff and new stuff or whatever. Well, but. I, I would say that my biggest problem with Picard was the fact that they spent a lot of time setting things up. But it's almost like someone turned around on day one and said, right, Sir Pat, you've got 24 episodes to do season one of Picard. And then they started off writing it, filming it. They got to like, 10 weeks in the shoot and said you've got to wrap it up in a few episodes mm. that that to me felt like what happened that we said we're going to do a half season we're not doing a full season and that's why i that's what to me was the biggest letdown in picard i would have been happier with more slow step episodes going up to like a you know the sort of finale but it just all felt rushed in the last three or four episodes mm. and you know right up until they met Riker, it was all slow paced. It was, you know, it relatively speaking, it was sort of like in this week's episode, we learn that Picard's going to die soon. In this week's episode, we've learned that this girl is an android. In this week's episode, we learn that she's Data's daughter. You know, it, and it was sort of like that. And then suddenly it was, and in this week's episode, we finish it. Mm. And it was just sort of like, no. And that, that was what didn't work for Picard for me. But I still enjoyed the show. I just really think that the should the pacing was way off yeah. for the for the whole, for the season arc. It was way off. But hey ho. Mm. Anyway, so what else you've been watching? So other than Star Trek and something else we'll talk about in a bit. Um Cobra Kai. Yes, go on. So Cobra don't, tr- don't sell it to me because I'm not just not interested in this, not one little bit. How are you not interested in this, Steve? Did you not like the Karate Kid? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to... Again... Oh, Jesus, Steve, honestly. You've got to watch this. Uh, Anyway. Seriously. So Cobra Kai just completely comes out and kicks ass on season three is all that I can say about it. It just does not disappoint at all. If you're a fan of the original movies, have you watched Cobra Kai season one and two? No, I have not. I've not watched any of it. Right, Steve, for God's sake, just watch it. Watch two episodes. If you don't, you know, if you disagree with me, just stop. But I'll tell you one thing. I bet you get to the end of episode two, and then before you know it, you'll be on episode 10. 
of season one, and mm. then you'll be putting on season two. I can tell you that now, because the show is absolutely great. Um, it, the whole storyline about it is it's taking a fresh look at the Karate Kid, and yeah. um, it's not the black and white that the movie was, and actually saying, well, actually, Daniel was a bit of a dick, because he was, you know, he um, interfered in this, you know, in this with uh, uh, Johnny and uh, his argument with uh, Elizabeth Shue's character and, you know, all of that. That's why he was suddenly starting to get picked on and stuff like that. He mm. was poking his nose in where it shouldn't, you know, didn't belong. And that, you know, and he was looking at, you know, Johnny as if, well, he's like this rich kid, blah, blah, blah. But Johnny was sort of like, you know, uh, living with his mother, his father had been abusive, his stepfather was abusive and stuff like this. But you don't, you won't learn all of this in Cobra Kai. And it just, it, it murkies, murks a whole water up. Uh, and it just gives a completely different aspect. And a lot of season one is about redemption for Johnny, um, but also like the, the repeating history sort of thing in terms of Cobra Kai and stuff like that. Um, they have this whole Beverly Hills 90210 bit with the younger generation who, you know, they're training. But even that's quite, you know, quite interesting and entertaining. Um, season three, this is very much uh, uh, a Daniel uh, sort of uh, journey, shall we say. Him revisiting his past, specifically from... Karate Kid 2. So there's a lot of older characters from that movie coming into this show. And there's one bit where there is a fight. And I'm not kidding, it it was so good. And it ended in such a way that you were not expecting it to do. Mm. And I, I I just absolutely loved it. It was great. It was, you know, entertaining. Um the you know, there's one of the one of the characters, a character called Miguel. Who's um, who was trained by Cobra Kai by Johnny, and then Crease comes into the you know to the mix and uh, poisons Cobra Kai from the way that Johnny's doing it, and then there's this big fight with Johnny's son and Miguel, but Johnny's son was trained by Daniel, and it's all very complicated. You have to watch it, but I'm mm. not kidding. It is, and it's all about now. Um, season three is about. Um, Miguel's sort of like redemption and um, Johnny's son's sort of like fall from grace, as it were. <coughs> so they keep swapping characters around. And I'm not kidding you, one one week <clears throat> or one episode, I'd be like, you know, everybody knows Johnny's awful. And then the next week is, God, Daniel is a real whatever. And you would be <clears throat> swapping sides about which character you actually liked. And I absolutely loved that because it just changed your perceptions on the characters and have done it all the way through. Plus the fact it's complementary, you know, self, not deprivation, but it's, it's not afraid to make fun of him of itself, but in a, you know, more sophisticated way. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, And actually when you, when you see the characters interact with Johnny and Daniel, you realise that they're actually so much more alike than the disalike. And it's a great show to watch. So 
I know that you're saying no, but I'm telling you, 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 you're wrong to dismiss it. You should try it mm. because I've really enjoyed this sh- this show, and I'll tell <clears> you what: <throat> so the day that that came out, I binged watched the whole season. Yeah, on that day, right? Still, I did like Beverly Hill, I did like Beverly Hills um, note with it. No, no, back in the day, that was quite. I did enjoy that. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's got it that was, sort that, of aspect of it. That was just like I think that for the time it was maybe not now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I I I I actually do think you will enjoy this mm. because you know from our talks you used to enjoy Karate Kid. Yeah, no, I it wasn't one of the greatest movies ever made, but I did enjoy I it. Don't get me I wrong. Know. And it was I've never thought of you know I I actually never was as much of a Karate Kid fan as I am now. Mm. You know of the original movies, I used to like them. Yeah, you know there were part of my growing up but it was sort of like yeah it's a karate kid let's get back to star wars whereas now looking at this and the cobra kai and actually the really good way that they've made this show i've absolutely loved it Mm. telling you what telling you watch it yeah well let me finish some other shows first just watch one episode Mm -hmm. you'll you'll be you'll be hooked on it then we'll see Anyway, should we move on to your next one? Which I would sort of like segue one, isn't it? Yeah. So the next one is One Division. In black and white. In black and white. (laughs) Well, up until episode two. Uh, So this is the latest uh, Marvel show that's based on Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, It's a very weird sort of show, which uh, sort of frames uh, Wanda, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, and Vision in a sort of like bewitch style 1960s black and white sitcom together with the uh, laughter lines and you know sort of like camp stories or the canned laughter yeah and the uh yeah the canned laughter um so all of that uh sort of things there if you're a keen-eyed fan you will notice lots of references uh in the first episode a hint of what the story could be based on actually uh, more in the second one actually oh yeah much more in the second one uh, one of them is very obvious by the watch. Did you notice yes. that? Yeah, I uh, did. Yes, the I did. Yes. On there. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is going to be a very, very dark show. By the well, way, well, firstly, obviously, for me, again, you say you mentioned Bewitched, you can mention I Dream of Genie, the Dick yeah. Van Dyke show, even more so. Yeah. They're all very much a muchness, are they? Oh, yes, yeah. Well, Dick Van Dyke actually was a consultant on this show, believe yeah, it or was. not. Yeah. For the idea of how they were going to portray the 50s and 60s TV sitcoms. Mm. I think it was a nice touch to do it in the old style 4-3 frame. Yeah. For, for the, compared to what you would expect it to be like a widescreen program. And I, I just wonder whether or not she's actually, because obviously they, we've got to say, if you've watched the other movies, that they both died anyway, didn't they? Mm. And whether or not... Uh, no, she didn't die. He did. He did, yeah. He, he did. got, he got now, whether the... or not she was able to manipulate time and space, and that's what you know where they are now. I don't know. Or and is it a multiverse? Who knows exactly? And obviously, with the way that, that without saying too much, the way that the first episode ended, for example, with how you see the show credits roll, yeah, is interesting to look at, and also with what what happens in the second episode. Obviously, mm. with this the advert with the watch, there's the radio sequence. That goes on, yeah, 
and there's some other weird and wonderful things that happen in black and white or colour, should we say. Yeah, and there's, and so, there's the ending as well that is yeah. in colour at both the first and the second show as well. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering whether or not, because I think, well, firstly, a lot of people might say this sucks. Yes. I think there will be a lot of people. Now, I think from our friends across the, across the, across the pond, this will probably bring back the reminder of all those TV shows that they all grew up with that we've seen, I think, a fair few of myself now. Yeah. But won't get it the same way as they will because it is very much parodied on those 50s and 60s. It, it's very shows. much cultural for that, for our oh, it is. American So cousins. I think maybe the British, shall we say, will be a bit more perturbed on that. But I think my only word will be with this will be probably to stick at it because it's going yeah. to turn on its head at some point. I don't I, I mean, you say that, but I think if you're a pop culture fan... I mean, they, don't get me wrong, they nailed the bit when they went there, oh. they did that cartoon sequence. Yeah. Straight from Bewitched. Yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely. nailed it, you know? Yeah. And completely, I, I, loved, I completely agree. I love Bewitched as a, as a TV show. Oh, I used to watch it all the time. And, and, I, and I think a lot of people our age... I, I, think this is, I think this is the thing. I think a lot of people our age... We'll get it because we saw Bewitched, we saw I Dream of Genie, all mm. of that sort of stuff. I think younger generations, you know, like twenties, thirties, won't understand this at all because no. those shows haven't really been on TV in the last twenty years. Whereas uh, they have, you know, it, when when we were younger, when we were, you know, in our well teens, in our twenties. They or even actually, TV. even in my, even when I was about fifteen or less, even going probably because the mid seventies they were showing them. So I used to probably watch them when I was a kid they, anyway. They were shown in the eighties, mate. You know, I, I remember yeah. watching them when I was 14, 15, 16, Yeah, right the way up to twenty. I would say I, I probably they'd stop showing them by the time I was about twenty five. Mm. So I think ev- everybody after that will probably just not get this. Unless, I suppose, if they've seen the Bewitched movie, you might give them a little slice of it. Yeah, or if they've caught, like, bits on Channel 4 or sort of yeah. where they've done a rerun of of a season or... I mean, another... I mean, to be honest, I mean, if you remember... I mean, another show was I Love Lucy with Lucy yeah. Ball. And there's another one, I can't remember the name of it, but they... It was even used in Back to the Future. Do you remember when he was at dinner ta- dinner table? Yeah. And he says, oh, this is a, a classic. I've, yeah, I've seen this one. It's a, what's a rerun, yeah. And so there's little bits like that that people might, you know, yeah, might get it because the 50s America is completely different than anything else I've ever known. Yeah, but I, th- I think our, you know, our American cousins, I think they will all probably get this because it's part of the cultural heritage. Mm. Uh, whereas over here, as you said, it's it's just not quite the same. But I think there'll be a lot of us about our age who'll get it. Yeah, my missus, my missus looked at me thinking, what the hell is this? Yeah, I can imagine that. And I said, okay. So I watched the second episode of me, Todd. Yeah. And, well, you know, depends how it goes, because <laughs> my missus watches a lot on Netflix, put it that way, let alone mm. Disney+. Plus. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it, I don't... Let's see how this is going to progress because it's only what nine episodes, I think. Yeah, nine episodes. So I understand, mm. which is not a lot, and they're not very long, are they? It's about forty minutes, are they? Is it really? I thought it was less than that. Maybe, maybe, maybe it went too quick then for me. But um, I wonder whether these are like twenty-five, thirty minutes long. 
I thought they were a bit longer than that. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so... Oh, no, sorry. First episode was 30 minutes. Second episode was 37. So, yeah, they yeah, were so, shorter. Mm. So they did fly pretty quick. <clears throat> yeah. And, and they were very, um, very in keeping with the TV series that they were copying the style of. Very in keeping. Oh, yeah. 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 It's very well done. But I, I, you know that it's going to be dark and it's going to be sinister. And they're going into the like the eighties, so it's going to be more Brady Bunch and Happy Days sort of style. Well, Happy Days Netflix. would have been seventies. Brady yeah. Bunch would have been seventies. Yeah. But I don't know. Depends how far. This might not get that far. I don't know. No. But, well, they went to color, didn't they? So I think that the next episode, episode three, will be much more sort of like Happy Days and the Brady Bunch. Possibly, yeah. But it'd be interesting to see how this, how this goes on, especially with the little bits of, uh, you know, there's little Easter eggs. Mm. And some of the uh, Easter eggs, are, unless you probably watched the com- this sorry, watched, if you've actually read the comics, there's more to this than meets the eye as well, from what I've heard, mm. especially with a, with a certain next-door neighbour. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, well, there's yeah, all sorts I mean, just, of hints about what she is. That's right. Yeah. So it's good. It's just going to be. This is either going to fall flat on its ass, this TV show, or it's going to work. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a great experiment, and I quite like what Marvel are doing with the TV shows because they're also there's going to be a cartoon series called What If, mm-hmm. and that one's going to look at alternative realities for the Marvel Marvel universe. So they're going to be. Captain America as a zombie, and or what yeah, if, that's what if yeah. Tony Stark was Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange was Iron Man and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean that's mm, I don't know, but I mean I'm looking forward to the Loki TV show as well. That'd be interesting because he's a good character and Winter Soldier as well. Yeah, uh, but it's funny because Winter Soldier of Falcon. Yeah, I mean because we've had nothing really since the Avengers, have we? Really, it's not. Well, when you think about how much, how much Marvel we had, and now we've and now won... we've had a year without any of it. I feel like a junkie who's been taken off. You know, because there are films there that should have been out, but they're not. And yeah, but there wasn't that many, though. That's the thing. No, there was only going to be a couple last year, and we didn't have any. Yeah, and the everything's like... been put. So the the domino effect because of that is is just going to hold everything up anyway. The last. Uh, Marvel movie was Far From Home, and you can watch that on the BBC iPlayer now. Yeah. So you know we need more. We need more. They, they went ridiculous with the amount of it, and now they've now I feel like. Well, I think it's only down to COVID because we would have had Scarlet. We were sorry, we would have had the um the other Scarlett Johansson's film. So you know we'd have had all these other Black bits, bits to come, yeah, come into place. But obviously because of the COVID, we hadn't had them. So. No, but we need more. They, they need yes. to re- they need to release that. Just just work out how much it's cost you, and then just put it up, and then at least you've covered your costs. Mm. Uh, yeah, really good. It's probably there's a big divide on this, but we'll we'll see. Mm. I've seen a lot of that with uh, on Twitter of people saying that how really Are you kidding me about the show? But we'll see. I, d- I don't think that they're going to get it, and I don't think that they're going to get it until probably about episode six. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all good. Anyway, you've uh, been watching a series that I've watched before. So my missus has been banging on at me to watch this TV show. 
and I'd been banging on at you to watch TV. But she's been banging on me well. even more. She actually lives with me, so you imagine. Well, she might be banging on you all the time. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's between the two of you two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But course, I, I've, yeah. I've been advising you on you numerous were, you, occasions. In an advisory purpose. But anyway, so a little while ago, I started to watch a... a a TV show from 2015, believe it or not. 2015, wow, all that time ago. I know, isn't it? It's like half a decade ago. It is. And (laughs) this is called Shit's Creek. Now, I'm not swearing because there's a C between the S and the H in this. Yeah, and it's a double T. And a double T, yeah. Yeah. It's a big shit. This is a big shit, and I feel sorry for the shits, actually, but there you go. So here we have a, a rich video store um, magnate called Johnny Rose and his family have suddenly found themselves broke and they're forced to leave their pampered lives to regroup in Shits Creek, which is a little hickville town in the middle of nowhere where most people will just drive through and don't know it exists. And we have Catherine O'Hara, who's probably the, the biggest star of the show. And um, she, people will know her from Beetlejuice. Yeah. You got Eugene Levy, who was in American she Pie. Was, she was, was also dead. not only Beetlejuice, but also Home Alone with Kevin. Yeah, I think it yeah. depends what you saw first, but yeah, as in, but um, but yeah. So Eugene Levy, who helped write the show, yeah, was in American Pie, and Chris Elliott, he was in something about Mary. Yeah, because I, I just when I see him, I just I just think of that. So you have a you have this family. They got their two kids as well. We have one that's very gay, and we have one that's pretty much a bimbo. But the way the show progresses, I think we get we get to learn these characters. And I haven't stopped. I've been. I'm on. So I don't know how long it's been. Not been very long. So I'm on season five. Of six. It's already, yeah, it's already about only six, six seasons. seasons. And a little bit of um, looking into this. This took America by storm. Yeah, it did. We wouldn't have known anything about it. No. But for some reason, again, like the Big Bang Theory did at some point in America, there's already certain shows that sort of click and everybody's watching it. So I'm going to ask this question, Steve. Bearing mm. in mind my recommendations about Cobra Kai. And no. Might nothing, yeah, but, but that's nothing but like this. I know, this I know is... that. I know that. But I suggested that you would like this. Was I right? Um, yeah, because my missus told me that as well. She's at the same okay. thing. So, thank, thank you very much. So listen to me when I say you might like Cobra Kai. Yeah, but no, but Cobra Kai isn't comedy. Comedy, it's, there's not a lot of comedy around these it days. Doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's comedy. The point no, is it's about the recommendation. Yeah, but... And I said you would like this. But, I think you'll like Cobra Kai. But this has got a lot of traits to a lot of TV shows that I've watched in the past. Yeah. Um... Although that Catherine O'Hara steals the show as as, as the mum, she is she's one of a kind. And I, I you know, I mean, the other oh well, got, with her funny voice, just, just the way admit. she the way she talks, the way she dresses herself, and it's just incredible. It really is. Uh, I think I've I've been watching this in a very short space of time. Mm. So every I mean. Funnily enough, we went um, on the weekend. We had to get my missus' car done in the, in the garage yeah, for a service. And so I followed her car. We dropped a car off at the Renault garage. And they said, oh, be back for about 12. I'm thinking, well, I'm going to drive home because it's ridiculous. Even though it's not that far away. We were there at half past nine. So we went for a, a drive through McDonald's <clears throat> and sat in the car park. And they do like a breakfast roll now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this. No. And we sat in there and I got my phone out and was put Netflix on it and we carried on watching it in the car park. 
And they thought, well, we better drive back. We'll just drive back to Renault. So we watched about four or five episodes sitting in the car, waiting for a car to be serviced. Are you aware that David Rose, mm. who is Johnny Rose's son, as in Eugene Levy's son, is actually Eugene Levy's real son in real life? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's Dan Levy. Because I'm actually, where is it? Let me bring up the um, <clears throat> trying to bring up the actually the characters here. So Dan Levy it. is the gay son, and he's oh, so, actually oh, they, they, Eugene Levy's real son. Let me open this. Let me just open this up fully now because they've actually changed. IDM have changed how this all looks now. I don't know if you've been on recently. No. So, oh, okay, yeah, I can, see, yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, but it's funny. Um, Eugene Levy, I said to me, I just put something on briefly for a little while um, last night or what. Do you remember National Lampoon's Vacation, the first one? Yeah. And when uh, Chevy Chase goes to swap his car out for the new thruster he's going to go for, mm-hmm. and you get that annoying guy in the in the garage. That was him. That was Eugene Levy. Right. Really young in that. But yeah, no, I think uh, obviously Dave, Dan Dan Levy and Annie Murphy, who plays Alex Rose as well. Yeah, uh, and also uh, Eugene Levy's daughter's in it as well. She's the uh, waitress. Which one? Um, Sarah Levy or uh, Twyla Sands. Twyla. Oh, is that his daughter, is it? Yeah. How's, how's Dan then? Blimey. How old's Dan? Sorry, you're saying Twyla's Dan's daughter? No, Twyla is Eugene's daughter. He's Dan's 37, she's 34. Oh, what? Eugene Levy, you mean? Yeah. Oh, so the, the real life, real life daughter. She's Dan Levy's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I yeah. don't think she's not in it. Oh, they've got. Where's the full cast? They're not there, are they? I can't see it now. Because it's Annie Murphy who's the uh, who's <coughs> the daughter of the two. Yeah, I can't. I don't know why they're. She's not in this list here. All cast and crew. That's why because they haven't put her in it on the uh, thing. But basically, it's a, a riches to rags tale it about is, the roses. Don't, don't you feel sorry for them? Yeah, and the only th- they've lost all the money, and the only thing that they own is a place called Shit's Creek, which have been trying to flog. Yeah, which have been trying to flog and stuff like that. And they live in a motel, which uh, I I, I never did understand. Did they pay for that or what? But um, But I mean, mean, I'm I'm in season five now and uh, obviously he's got the shop. Yeah. And uh, he's in there. And obviously uh, Alex Rose, she's got uh, her own little business after finishing school. Yeah. So she's got her own little business enterprise going on as well. Yeah, and it, uh, I, yeah, it's it's an it is a really funny show. Yeah, I, I did say this to you three or four years ago when I found it. <laughs> I don't know. Did you find it that long ago? Bear with me yes, I did. It was ages ago. I found this show. I, yeah. absolutely, I absolutely loved it. It was one of those ones I binge watched, and then after I binge watched it, I thought, "Oh, my wife will like that." So they ended up binge watching it again with her. So at the moment, we're going through <clears throat> episodes, which is a comedy starring Matt LeBlanc and uh, Stephen uh, Flanagan and Tasmin Gregg. Yeah, you said yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I th- again, I think you will actually like, even though you don't like uh, Matt LeBlanc. No, he's a twat. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't a great Friends fan to a certain degree. Yeah. As much as I would now watch it every now and then, and I was a big fan of Jennifer Aniston, obviously, for the yeah, right who, reasons. Who, who wasn't? Yeah. And obviously for, um, I can't think of the girl's name now. The other one that was, uh, that was in the... Uh, Cox. Yeah, because she obviously did Scream, and she was in the, in the Bruce Springsteen video as well. Yeah. 
but uh, but yeah, no, uh, this I it was apparently a bit of a shock even when this show was going to finish because they they added an extra season. They did they did what Big Bang did, didn't they? They were going to finish it and suddenly said, "Well, we're going to do one more season." So I don't know how many more surprises have got to come regarding this show. Oh, there's a few, but uh, yeah, because I'm. I've just gone past. Well, where am I up to? So they've had that singles night, singles week mm. in the in the town. Yeah, and uh, uh, Roland and Jocelyn have just had their baby. Well, they've had it for about six months now because she can't sleep. Mm. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a really different show compared to some. Yeah, it's funny actually. But you mentioned there about friends. You said big fan of Jennifer Aniston and the other one, Courtney Cox. No yeah. one ever says Ad Lisa Coulter, do they? Bless her, I know, I know. Would you give her a bit of a would you give her a bit of a shout out? And I and I and I just looked at um did a Google search for friends and it came up with a cast and it showed five out of the six of them and it was Lisa Kudrow who wasn't on. Really? Really. You had to click on the full cast to be able to see her face. I don't think she did as much. No. Um, even though she was like the airhead, wasn't she, really? Oh, yeah, she was. I mean, when you look at that now, the, the breakout star from all of that was actually Paul Rudd, who was Phoebe's husband in it, because he's now gone on to Marvel and been Iron Man. Uh, sorry, uh, Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you probably don't know. But then you had people like Elliot Gould in there. and uh, it's, it's, Again, it's one of those American shows where you have these people popping in every now and then. Yeah. I mean, people like Tom Selleck have been in it as well. Brad Pitt. You know, the, yeah, they've all got, it's that, let's have a walk on, it's that sort of show, wasn't it? Yeah, Helen Baxendale. But it, I think out of all the shows that America spawned, I think this one had the most episodes. What, Fred? Yeah, because it was 10 seasons, wasn't there? So There's not many uh, shows that last longer than well seven seasons in america um I th- the only ones i could think of off the top of my head is friends the x-files um what else there was oh, i've got another one at the front of my mind but i just can't sort of pluck the name out of my head but there's not that many no I mean, star uh, trek's never gone beyond seven seasons well big bang lasts for 12 seasons that was that it that was the one i was thinking of I couldn't yeah. think the name of. And uh, to be honest, if I ever do one day pick up the whole se- series on Blu-ray, I will do. Yeah. Because that is one show that I do go back to. And I think, yeah, I think that was when it was announced when this was coming to a close, but it just, it pips, pips friends, you know. I think that they've probably done that quite deliberately. Yeah, but it could have carried on. But again, you know, it's it, it's a long time. That's 12 years. Yeah. Isn't it? You think of their seasons are a year at a time. Mm. And other than that, I'm talking probably something you wouldn't watch. Well, my missus watched I actually sit and watched it with her. And Grey's Anatomy, which is a drama in, in the with hospitals, is well, on ser- that's on series 17. I mean, and still I mean, going. Do you know what? I, 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 although I've said there's not many American shows that go on longer, there's actually The Simpsons, Gunsmoke, Lassie, Law and Order, uh, Bonanza, NCIS, Grey's Anatomy, Dallas, yeah. Fall, uh, Family Guy, Knott's Landing, CSI, ER. There's loads of them that, are, that have lasted long. But in terms of, you know, shorter run shows... Probably well, the only actually what beats all of that seems to be a good yeah. run for an American show. Yeah, but actually, what beats all of that over here was Doctor Who. That's been going for fifty years. Yeah, 
Well, kind yeah. The the franchise has been going for fifty yeah. years, but the show hasn't. No, there was a break in between every now and then. But yeah, um, well, yeah, but yeah. But I mean, I don't know about any others. But Grey's Anatomy is on eight. I think. See, I think there is a season eighteen being prepared. Mm. And yeah, my, I watched that with my missus. I, I watched it with her. You know, it's one of the things I did. And actually, I got quite into it to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> shouldn't say that, but I did. You know. Well, you know, you like what you like it. It doesn't well, matter it's as a long as you enjoy job. it, does it? Yeah, I mean, it, I think what it is, it's the character creation, to be honest. Mm. And if the characters are quite good, and you sort of, I think that's what makes it, regardless of what the show is. You, you've got to have characters that you relate to, mm. or characters that you feel absolutely in conflict with, and you've got to have good stories. And if you don't have that, you don't have a show. Yeah, because hasn't The Simpsons finished now or not? I didn't even know, to be honest. No, it's still on good. Because I think, you know, yeah, it's something I don't watch anymore, if you know what I mean. I stopped watching The Simpsons probably early 2000s. Mm. But he's not getting any older, is he? After all that time. Well, the baby's not getting any older either, is she? No. So, uh, anyway. Are we done? The Simpsons was renewed in 2021 by Fox. I would like to guess how many episodes they got there. Oh, God, a gazillion. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, shall we move on to questions then? Yeah, let's go for that. Okay, so as usual, we start with Mark. Thanks for getting us two questions again. Happy New Year to you, Mark. So the first one with game with gaming PCs and consoles betting more and more power. Do you, do games give you more the same? Sorry, do games give you the same feeling now than they did ten years ago? I think it depends on the game, but pretty much. I, th- I think as a gamer, the one thing that you get less of now is that wow moment. I'm thinking, have we got to the point now where we're just close to reality when we're playing games? No, I don't think it's about being close to reality. I think it's just about well, I'm, so, I'm about you're about well, realistic yeah. graphics. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the wow factor, isn't it? Well, partly, but I'm, I'm sort of thinking, you know, for me, when you look to, you know, um, the uh, Mega Drive and then you mm. went on to the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, it was sort of like, wow. And then when you went to the 360, it was like, wow. And then when you went to the 360 to the Xbox One and PS4, and you looked at, you know, the difference between the first Assassin's <coughs> Creed, which still looks fantastic, but then you looked at Unity when it worked. Mm. It was sort of like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And now you look at Unity and you look at Valhalla and you go, yeah, it's a bit better. I mean, 10 years ago, we had Uncharted 3, yeah. believe it or not, and Batman Arkham City. Yeah, Ultimate Mountain Climate Simulator. Yeah, yeah, you were that, yeah. <laughs> Well, but it is, can... isn't it? <laughs> but I mean, Batman, you know, Arkham Asylum 3, that still looks good now. Skyrim, believe it or not, was yeah. that long ago? I can so... imagine. <laughs> but I think it depends on the game. As much as if you've got a game, the franchise you love, and that's going to still give you that that moment, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that... Where the for, for us this generation the wow moments are oh my god where was the loading screen that's the wow moment for this generation and the ray tracing mm. um, and less so the resolution because um, I think that if anything's shown the Xbox Series S has shown you don't need 4K graphics 
No. But I don't know. I just, I, I just, I don't think that we're as impressed with things like graphics now. I think we're the, the where we're impressed is like the haptic feedback like the um, load times, that sort no, of I think, stuff. I mean, I know services. I'm a little bit behind you because of your piece, being a PC player, but, you know, I'm, when I'm looking at some of the, um, you know, the Series X, what some of them games are starting now to look like, is, uh, you know, that's still got a wow factor to it. And so we've mentioned all day today, or even in the news, uh, Cyberpunk really giving us an apology. Mm. And, you know, we'll be eventually getting the... The upgrade for the Series X, PlayStation 5, probably autumn, summer next this, this year. And when that, you know, that's eye-popping at, at better times. So, I mean, if I'd have bought that on console, I think I'd have been quite hacked off now. Yeah, which console? Any of them. Well, no, it's it, it, it looks fine on the X. Yeah, but the, the point is, is that by the time that the Series S and X and PS5 upgrade comes, you're going to have to stop playing it. No, that's why I put it to bed for now because there's DLC coming out later this year, and I've only played one storyline at the moment. Right. So I've got plenty to play for with that. <clears throat> Hence, I just put it to bed for now. But I must admit, I was on my previous PC when it was working. I tried driving using keyboard. Oh, I'm not doing that. No, again. well, funny you say that because uh, my daughter's boy. Oh, sorry. Daughter's um, fiance, shall I say? He um, he said you got you got you haven't got a controller. I can borrow with a lead, have you? Because he did he plugged a controller into the driving side. Yeah, you know, you have to because it's unplayable. I'm, I'm not kidding. I have virtually totaled my car just going round the corner a couple of blocks. Mm. It was it was unplayable. It was unplayable. But isn't that on the same with most? Isn't that the same with most driving games on PCs? Is it? No, not really, because a lot of the time the steering's actually done by the mouse. Now, that just seems weird to me. I'd be just so happy playing Forza on a PC with a controller. Yeah, it's still better with a controller, but it feels righter with a mouse than with a keyboard. Mm. I I mean, you know, when you think about it, it's a bit ridiculous because it's no different than playing like Ridge Racer on the PlayStation Mm. because that, you know, the original PlayStation had a D-pad. It didn't have an analog stick. That came yeah. around about halfway through the cycle. But yeah, 10 years ago, I mean, when we get started getting games that were sort of sequels to those games, mm. and look at the new Mass Effect game as well, and stuff like that. So mm. I'm still, look, you know, I'm still hyped for certain things. Yeah, but I think it's more to do with the story and that sort of thing, though, than it is the... Uh, I mean, I was so underwhelmed by the Series X, it was untrue. That's because it, that's because they didn't have um, a lot of games to put, to show off yet. What? So that's going to change. That's going to change this Steve, year it, anyway. It's, it's not that. It's not that. It, I felt... Oh, you wanted a new UI system, didn't you? I'm not... No, that I'm not fussed about. It's the... the what I'm saying is, is that PlayStation feels like a next-gen console. Xbox feels like a GPU upgrade. That's the difference. Yes, okay, it's faster. I'm not arguing it's not faster. Mm. But it, I disagree it, it feels... to a certain degree. I mean, it's because you say so you've got a new UI, you've got that weird um, ha- chart. It's not weird. You've got the haptic controllers. Well, I'm going to call it weird because I've not, I've not felt, felt what it's like, but... 
you got the haptic feedback idea as well. Yeah, you can't, you can't call it weird but, unless you've actually tried it. And since it, you know, you it has haptic controls, yeah. which some people like, some people don't like. It's a bit a bit of a divisive thing, and it depends upon the game and how well they've been implemented. But in terms of um, as the, as the UI and the additions in the UI, it makes it feel different. There was nothing in the one, also the series X that made it feel different to the X? Well, sometimes, what's the word? Um, you know, if it's not broke, you know, don't break it. If yeah, it's not broken, and, and also you, you could argue that less is more, but you could also argue that more is less. Mm. So, you know, we, we could, you know, use analogies and all that sort of stuff as much as we like. But for me, I'm saying I, I just wanted something a bit more. And I think, looking at what Sony did and you, you know me Steve if I was cut in the middle I'd be green but if I was you know PlayStation have done a better job in terms of making it feel next gen the power is in the Series X no doubt about it okay it's your opinion yeah it's my opinion question two yeah so how much does public opinion affect you when you're playing a game do you ever begin a game with preconceptions well, unless I've read a review, maybe. But sometimes I think it's worth getting a little slice of a review because we've been burnt a few times. Yeah. Uh, I think some people like to, you know, from the point of view from Cyberpunk as an example, compared to some other games that have been broken back in the past, it's it's hard, really. Mm. I mean, it's like you were saying about your your preconceptions over Cyberpunk. You are saying this is going to go tits up or you weren't happy with it. I it was just one I mean, of those things of because of what some people were saying and about how much hype there was, they felt like there was too much hype. Well, I think it would have changed from that point of view for that game anyway. It would have been different if it hadn't have been put, if it had been left for next gen only, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I, I, no, we wouldn't be, but I think that there was too many expectations after The Witcher three on cd project red i think that's the the biggest problem and that everybody had built it up into the head it was going to be something different yeah. than what but they then, actually received but then but then going moving forward this will be forgotten about when when they in, in about six seven months time yeah and look at ea look at um i say not ea sorry look at with uh, mass effect right and andromeda and how that went pear shapes now we're all raving about a new mass effect and we, we've, we've forgotten that haven't we mm. gamers have got short memory sometimes i think i'm not sure that we have forgotten about that but we're just hoping beyond hope that it's going to be a good game if they deliver another mass effect andromeda that will be it mass effect will be dead and a, a, a bad release game can kill a franchise straight off like oh, yeah. take for example dead space 3 Dead Space 1 and 2, fantastic games. Dead Space 3, too much of a reliance on microtransactions killed it. Mm. And that's it. That franchise is at the moment dead. I mean, for, for me, I try not to listen to people's reviews, but you you do end up inevitably hearing people talking about it. And I, I, I've, I used to listen to a lot, but I've tried to step back from it because of the amount of times that I've been burnt, because... Uh, for example, the last, you know, the best example is, and you know exactly what game I'm going to say, Steve. But I, you know, I listen. Yeah, no, listen no, everybody. I know, I know. 
I know, I know. Everybody's played Fallout 4. I thought, I've got to get in on this. I played it. And I well, thought, not Fallout oh, 4, Fallout 76, but Fallout 4. No, 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 no. Fallout 4, Steve. This this goes back to Fallout 4 when we were doing podcasting. Everybody was playing it. Everybody was having blooming orgasms over it. And I was just sort of like, I've got to get involved in this because, you know, you got, I need you, to. You had, and you I had hated a bad experience. It. And I hated it. I absolutely hated the game. And what you know, you were trapped in the ceiling. No, I just hated the game. I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. There were, there were, I, I Again, played. It, it was it was something that weren't for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that this is the thing of. But I feel, but Fallout Four still is classed as a great success. And I'm not disputing that, Steve. And you really, really compared love that to Fallout, game compared to Fallout Seventy Six. Yeah, which... and I'm, and Steve, I'm not knocking your enjoyment of that game you loved it fantastic i hated it i absolutely hate that game held no appeal to me i wasn't invested in the world or anything but i went for that game because of hype and i wish the hype, I is a, hype unfortunately the hype train can be a bad thing it can be it can be and but what that's you, you, done now is it's poisoned everything i do that and my experience for fallout 3 has poisoned everything I play with Bethesda. Yeah, but you shouldn't do that, though. Maybe not, but you can't help it sometimes. But look at look at games like what was it? What was that Metro game? I mean that that was touted to be a great game, but that wasn't all that was it. The last one. No, but also, you know, I've had bad experiences in games, and I've gone back to them later and thoroughly enjoyed them. So Assassin's Creed Unity, for example. Yeah, but didn't you ever look at Persona, didn't you, at some point? But then thought, that's definitely not for me. Yeah, but that wasn't because I had a bad experience of the game. That I played that just before Christmas, and I, I just didn't enjoy the game. I no. thought, this is not what I'm interested in. What we were talking about there was about having a bad experience or hype or you know, preconceptions well, I mean, going in. That, that's slightly different. Yeah, but then again... You didn't have a bad experience with Fallout 4. It just wasn't for you anyway, so that's... But I did have a bad experience with Fallout 3. I think probably quite a few people might have done to a certain degree, but yeah. I think we may, might be a little bit blinker, but I don't remember too much. There was some little bugs in the game. Big yeah. bugs, actually, because they were quite hard to kill. <laughs> but if, if there were any bigger bugs, it would have uh, actually been called Starship Troopers, Steve. But it's... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, well, we could we could argue this to the hilt about Bethesda, mm. and they have done some great games still. So yeah, and I'm not knocking about how popular Skyrim was. For God's sake, I completed 100% gamer score on Oblivion. I mean, will will you will you go to play Starfield? Will you do, do you think you will, or do you think you're going to think Bethesda? And I'm sorry, I'm going to get near it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to watch gameplay. I'm, on ones without people talking i want to see what that game plays like and understand it because mm. the other the other game i went for that was hyped that i that i was a bit i'm not sure this is going to be all that was no man's sky now we all know what a lot of the public thought about no man's sky it was not the game i thought i was buying at all it was completely the opposite. And I still haven't put it back. I've not gone back to it since. No, 
And all I can say is, and I'm not a big player of the game, but Hello Games have done a lot to recoup what they'd the ground that they'd lost and I think gone above and beyond as a game developer in terms of developing that as a game. I th- I think if anything, yes, the 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 criticism to them was definitely justified at the time of the game release. Absolutely definitely justified. They flat out lied what was going to be in that game. But I think what they've actually delivered now mm. is a very good title, and I think it should be recognised for them. Uh, you know, I that that's that's my view on it. I just think that you know it's a good you know the, the, what the, what they've done all the free extra DLC which is still producing. You know the, that you don't get that level of support in a game unless it's a massively online multiplayer where people are paying yeah. lots of money every month. Thing is. We also got the corporate side of things, which are pushing games to be released early because they know there's a certain window they want to take them in. Yeah, and if they but, miss that window, they they they're talking finance here, and yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. But but by them doing that, they're also killing their own products. Well, they, and I, yeah, but and I they don't realise that sometimes. No, and I think this whole and that's what um, Mass Effect Andromeda was all about. There was mm. the concept of a really good game there. The execution of it was very poor. And when you actually look at what was happening in um, Bioware, it was a nightmare. You know, when you look at the, the background stuff that was happening around that game, it's no wonder it came out such a mess. And mm. you look at another game, a perfect example of another game that people slated, especially on the PC, was uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Now, I've completed that on PC <clears throat> since it's been patched, and it was a great game. I really enjoyed that game. I didn't enjoy the Batmobile bits, be honest. No. But the rest of the game, fantastic, really good. Yeah. Back to sneeze, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> am I or am I not? Am I am I not? not. So, so, okay. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to do Jason's? Yeah, so... Jason is saying 2021 is going to be a big year for Nintendo with Zelda, Metroid, Pokemon and Donkey Kong all hitting their milestone anniversary this year. Zelda, for example, 35 years, Metroid is the same and Pokemon is 25 and Donkey Kong is 40. So within that mind, what would you like to see out of these titles going forward to ensure that people still play them for many more years to come? Now, I'm not really a Nintendo fan per se. And do some of these games have a lifespan to a certain degree because they can't move forward i think that some some of these games feel trapped i mean zelda probably is, is the one separate from the rest maybe no i would say zelda and metroid have the ones that have the most scope in them because metroid... donkey kong donkey kong is like asking to get space invaders to move forward isn't it well not space invaders because it's well i've just used that as an example but the sort of game that Donkey Kong is, you, that can't really move much more forward, can it? Or can it? No, it's 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 a you know you could make it into a three D one, but then all that you're doing is just copying, you know, Mario Galaxy and Sunshine and all of that sort of stuff out in Odyssey. Uh, Pokemon just ebbs its way forward by just getting more of them that you've got to catch. Yeah, um, I've never got Pokemon. I was too old to be in the first wave of it and just never got the whole Pokemon concept. Mm. Donkey Kong, it was never a popular arcade machine when I was 
playing arcade machines. You know, we were all interested in Space Invaders and that sort of stuff. I think probably played about Donkey Kong about two or three times when you had Mario as Jumpman. Um, Metroid, I've never been into, but I think that there, because of the nature of that game and other games which have copied the similar sort of formula, I think that there is scope for putting in some interesting stories in there. And because of the way that Zelda is, it's a naturally storytelling game. There's infinite scope in that because you could take that wherever you want. You could, you know, do that, you know, do Zelda 2500 and have it all futuristic. Or, you know, you could take one of the old 2D Zelda games and make it into like a Breath of the Wild sort of 3D fully realised world. Mm. Or just have a new Zelda story, or do it cell shaded like you know one of the games was. There's there's so much scope with it and with Metroid, but I think Pokemon. I know that people who would be who play Pokemon would be arguing something different, but I just think that that's quite. It it doesn't vary, you know, as much. Yeah, they put three D engines on and stuff like that, but as a core concept, and Donkey Kong, it's just a platformer. It's like. How do you reinvent Sonic? You can't, can you? Not really. You can make him 3D, just like with Donkey Kong. You can make it 3D, but it's going to be... You'd have to take Donkey Kong out of the con- the, the construct that he's within and make it a different game entirely. It's mm. like, I, I just... I don't get the whole Smash Bros thing on Nintendo. There's a lot of games on Nintendo that I think you and I have just both been the wrong age to be able to pick up and understand and, and get why people like them. Yeah. You know, uh, and Smash Bros, I've played it, and I just I just don't understand what the point of it is. It just, it bores me stupid. Mario Kart, I get that, it's a racing game. But yeah. when you look at Mario Kart, you... every one of them is exactly the same, or they feel exactly the same. No, yeah, it's, it's like... Whether any other game like that, they, you know, you can only go so far with them. But there's other people, there's other kids growing up that will see these, and that's why they've lasted 40 years, probably to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, one game, ironically, on the Wii, one game I absolutely loved playing, and it was one of the first games that my son got into was Kirby's Epic Yard. Mm. And because I used to either help my son, or play it for my son or with my son, then I've you know I've I've completed that game. For example, I think it's about the only Nintendo game I've ever completed. Mm. Um, but I actually quite like it as a game, you know. And if they did more of them, I might get them on my Switch. But I don't know. It's just Nintendo. It has to be something really special for me to be to be bothered about a Nintendo title and Zelda. Yeah, I've. I've played played that one. Metroid, not so much. And Pokemon and Donkey Kong, very rarely. Mm. Cool. But each to the road. Each to the road. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want to do Paul's question? Okay, so Paul's asking, which Christmas gift, gaming or non-gaming related, brought the biggest smile to your face? Should I think about that now? I think it's probably one of the simplest simplest of gifts was a a gaming mug. (laughs) Fair enough. Because I I do love my mugs. How about yourself? Anything? Um, yeah, for me, uh, the thing that brought the biggest smile on my face was what my wife bought me. I only actually got about three presents. Uh, you know, yeah, you can get that, get the violin out. You know, um, I only got about three presents. You know, one for my wife, one for my son, and one from the dog. Mm. 
Uh, oh no, that was it. My uh, brother and sister-in-law bought me a pen uh, and the, you know some smellies. Uh, but I got a Eagle Moss model of the USS Discovery. Oh, cool. Well, you knew that, didn't you? you yeah. Coming, well, didn't you? yeah, no, because I actually ordered it and paid for it for my wife yeah. as well. Um, so, but that was the one I was happiest with. So I've got that on my new little shelf full of <laughs> um, Star Trek models. Dust collectors. Yeah, I don't mind. I like my dust collectors. <laughs> but the, it looks cool. It's, I'll tell you what, it's an incredibly flatter ship than you realise, mm. even when you're watching the show. Yeah. Okay, so moving swiftly, Uncle Time's just going to catch up with us too quickly now. So Mark Tudor says, are the digital foundry comparison videos good for the industry or do you think their scrutinising goes too far? Nine out of ten can even see the difference by side-by-side videos and the things they show in freeze frames, you never know it's when you're, when, you're, when you're the game you're playing. Also, do you think that people who use these videos as ammo for console wars are missing the point about what it's, be, what it's like to be a gamer? I think it's just it's again it's they do a service and it's probably it might be too in depth for what you want but they're there to you know to give a service take it or leave it how you think about it isn't it yeah I mean I mean, I, I, th- I think that this really became a thing at the beginning of the last console generation mm. because this is what the PlayStation fanboys used to uh, do whack-a-mole over the head of the Xbox One fanboys with um, and saying, oh, well, Digital Foundry said this and they've done that, you know, and you get, you know, 10 frames a second less here and five frames a second here less and, you know... I mean, blah, they're blah, just... Blah. Di- they're, they're more of a, it's more of a diagnosis than a game sometimes. I mean, when, when a game goes bad, they will tell you why it's going bad. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're testing the hardware to show what it can do. And I think as a service, that's absolutely fine. You know, that's the purpose of what they do uh, mm. is to uh, push the hardware, test it and see see what it's capable of to let us know. In terms of some of the sometimes quite anally retentive sort of level of detail that they go into is A, a bit unnecessary and B, I think some people miss the point with it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think that one or two frames drops when you're sort of like 40, 50, 60 frames a second is such a massive difference on a standard TV. Um, although every frame counts, you know, and then uh, to be honest, unless you're on a, a hundred hertz monitor and you're talking about refresh rates at 120 hertz, uh, and you know, drop a 20 frames you're not going to notice a difference really. i don't think even my eyes and your eyes when you see something side by side comparison unless it's blatantly obvious i wouldn't be able to tell yeah i mean with upscaling on blu-rays and stuff like that i think a lot of people couldn't tell whether or not they were watching a 4k or a upscale 2k blu-ray mm. and i think the same a lot of it's the same in video games i do think that fan boys and girls do pick on the bits that promote their agenda and use that information to whack other people over the head with it mm. um but you know that there's, there's something to do with their inadequacies if they're doing that <laughs> it it i i i honestly think i think that fanboys and girls when when they get to be that um on my pc or my xbox or my playstation is better than your whatever because 
and then they start quoting this, is I think that they've actually got a little bit of envy towards the other because they feel like they might be missing out on some and it's something that is sort of like a weird kind of buyer's, not buyer's remorse, but um, a slight regret or tinge of jealousy of what the other one might be offering. Because the simple fact of the matter is, is that the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the PC all offer different things. And mm. if you've got all of the, all three of them, you really don't care. You just go for where you think you're going to get the best experience, or you go for it on each each one. Whereas if you've got one, you feel like you've got to justify your purchase somehow. We've you know, been there many times before, haven't we? So. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know, it's just sort of. <sighs> Console wars are so last gen, and I'm glad that this time it's not anywhere near as bad. I think that's one of the greatest things I'm grateful for for this gen. Well, they're just to be honest, they're going to be they're on they're sort of on par. But you're going to get you're going to get green and blue are going to probably say no to that. But then whatever. Yeah, I mean the, the last thing that Sony's now got is to say, well, we've got more exclusives. Everything else is pretty much a pretty even playing field. And when all those Bethesda games come out, then we'll be saying the same for Jipper for them, wouldn't they? Yeah, but you know, Who knows? we'll we'll have Skyrim two, or rather, you'll have Skyrim two on the Xbox, and I'll have Skyrim two on the Xbox and Spider Man two on the PlayStation because I've got both. Yeah, and if you haven't got both, you might only have Indiana, the new Indiana Jones game. Might only go well. Might just go to Bethesda and uh, think, well, we'll keep it on Game Pass and. Microsoft own that. Yeah, but you then know? you'll then you'll also own a PC and you play it on there. Yeah, but not everybody has a not a lot of people don't have the um, the luxury of having one or two con three two consoles. Yeah, I know a lot of people can't afford that. You know, especially I, in this climate. Yeah, there's people I know that would love to have an Xbox now, but they're still not available anyway. And I know there's a friend of mine still waiting to get hold of one. No, exactly. And I mean, I know that I'm speaking from an exceptionally privileged position of having a new PC, a new Xbox and a new PlayStation. Yeah. But it's not like I haven't worked for it. Oh, yeah. No, that's not the point. What I mean is yeah. you're the minority. Yes. Yeah. And I and I'm, 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 I recognise that I'm talking from a very privileged minority, but that's why I say it's so stupid having arguments with we're there to play and enjoy games. You know, the, the we should be celebrating that together, not just fighting amongst ourselves because, you know, whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want but to go? It also, it would mean it would get a lot less banter. Uh, okay, so Alan Cochran has said, so what do you think about Ubisoft making an open-world Star Wars game? I'm glad EA has lost its grip on the license myself. Only time will tell with that, I'm afraid. I, Alan, I could not agree with you more. I think I did it's like, fantastic. Arts is what they were beforehand. Yeah. Were fine. Yeah. I mean, forget EA and anything else, man, but from Star Wars' point of view, they haven't delivered a service for it anyway, not up to scratch. No, and I, I seriously do think this is the best thing that has happened for... Star Wars in video games since 2012 uh, because it was such a mistake to tie it down to one developer. I think that there's so many more opportunities, so many more sort of ways that stories could be told in different formats, different types of games. And, you know, 
I can imagine like a Star Wars game using the Assassin's Creed engine, you know, and using that sort of like leveling up system that they have for uh, leveling up your Jedi skills, where you're picking mm. particular routes and stuff like that, and um, all of that sort of stuff. I think I think it's a, the best thing for uh, Star Wars gaming. I don't think it should be tied down. Oh no, don't so. Yeah. No, nobody puts Star Wars in a corner to misquote <laughs> Dirty Dad Sith. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right, should we get this last one out of the way because it's getting on? Yeah. So Lee Doherty says, Happy New Year, lads. What's your opinions of Dark Soul type games? Too difficult and a waste of time and effort or a great throwback to when games didn't hold your hand? I'm not a Dark Souls fan. I've never really played them. Uh, no, I don't like dying in a game because you have to die to progress. It seems a backwards way of playing the game, but it's it isn't if you know what I mean. Well, did you die to progress though? I thought that the whole point was that you didn't die still. Well, no, but there's some games where you have to die, yeah, even though they're still difficult, but you keep dying, but you have to die in some games. Well, there's one particularly that's coming up on PlayStation where you have to keep dying, that's part of the story, isn't it? Mm. Um, but difficult games as a whole, I mean, yeah. I'm not bothered about the fact a game's difficult. What what I don't like is... I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Dark Souls sort of games. I've got Bloodborne on the PlayStation, and I enjoy it for what it is, but I know it's the type of game that I'm never going to get the most out of it because, well, I just don't care enough about it because it's just it's not an appealing world. I mean, it's mm. an interesting, don't get me wrong, it's an interesting world. But it's that rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I just don't care. I, I'm not bothered about that. I don't I don't want that in a game. I want, you know, something that's, uh, you know, I'm more, story, more interested in story-based games rather than that sort of mm. fact. Mind you, some games like Assassin's Creed can be rinse and repeat to a certain degree, can't they? You're well, going to gr- you're going to be grinding in most games. That is, yeah, but it's it feels like grinding with progression rather than grinding with the repeat of the same thing. Because mm. the Surge is another example of this sort of game as well. The Surge One and Two, where every time that you enter an area. All of the bad guys who you killed the last time you were in that area are resurrected. And it's just, to be honest, it kind of like takes you out of the game a little bit because I'm sat there thinking, if I was like the general in charge of all of these bad guys, and I know that every couple of hours, everybody in that area is going to be dead, I'd put more people in it, mm. you know, and, and make sure that whoever went into that area was completely stuffed and they were not going to kill all of my people anymore. So I just, for me, that I think it's when you get things like that and this sort of like full logic in games that makes you step out of that universe. And then once you step out of that universe, it's very difficult to put your feet back in. If if a game's that hard though, you're not going to enjoy it, are you? I don't know. I think playing a punishing game can be very enjoyable if you you're feel a, like if you're, you're, if you're a sadist, that is, yeah. Well, maybe so. But have you you've never have you never played a game where you know? Look at Orion the Blind Look at Orion the Blind Forest, for example. That isn't exactly a walk in the park. No, and, and also when you play like a Cuphead. <laughs> Cuphead wasn't a good isn't a good example. That is just it's just not an enjoyable game. Whereas <laughs> You you look 
as far as I'm concerned, it's not an enjoyable game. But you look at, for example, Call of Duty on Veteran, that's really punishing, but and it's quite hard to do. But when you do it, you feel such a sense of achievement. Mm. And that, that to me, that's a good hard game whereas cuphead doesn't feel like that there is any uh any reason for it to be that hard and just it doesn't feel like there's any reward and the same with like bloodborne the same with dark souls i've been looking at demon souls and thinking do i want to play that on the playstation and i keep going back to you know because i keep thinking it looks great but then i think but it's dark souls mm. and um, let's put it this way. I recently traded in all of my Dark Souls games back to CEX because I just I knew I wasn't going to play them. There's too I mean, much they're, other they're, stuff I'm going to enjoy rather yeah. than feel like I'm there is, flogging myself. There is people out there that like those games, so yeah. it has... It, maybe, again, it's a niche area. I think it is. I think it is. And it's, there's, if you like that sort of game, nothing the matter with that at all. Fill oh, no, me, you rock on. Fill, fill your boots just not for me mm. i think i don't like to be sitting there wasting my time not getting very far in a game no because you want to progress and you want to enjoy it yeah and if you're going to be there for a couple of hours doing the same bit again and again and again because you can't get past it well that's not enjoyable first of all is it no it's not and you just you just don't want to be playing games like that you want to um you know but you you don't have enough time or i certainly i don't have enough time to play games that um, I'm not going to enjoy. No. So that's it. That's it, really. There you go. That's it. Mm. So anything else before we switch off? No, I don't think so. Okay. So outro from me then, and we'll let you rock on with the uh, other bits. Too. So uh, Xbox Gamertag is Steve007. PSN ID is the real Steve007. Twitter at Steve 7 which you can always find me on there. Instagram, I think that's Steve 764 as the same for, I think, is it for that? I'm trying to think now. I think even YouTube is Steve um, STV 7 as well. So, yeah, so it's all very similar. You can find me anywhere like that. And yourself? Yep. So, uh, for me, everything is H-E-R-J-U-K. That's on PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, Great Old Games, Blizzard, you name it. You're <laughs> it's on the same, it. Apart from Epic, which it's pop culture gamers. Um, if you want to follow the show, uh, then you can do so on Twitter at Pop Culture Gamer. You can go to our Facebook group. You can join uh, or go to our Facebook page. You can also email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk or you can visit our website at anchor.fm forward slash pop culture gamers there we have it so thanks for listening to the first show of the year i know it's a bit late but other things like not having a pc doesn't help does it <laughs> no not really <laughs> but anyway so just as, as we would normally say it's a good night from me and it's a good night from him good night guys good night